0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Riding, the motorcycle podcast that brings you two-wheel topics from around the globe. Tonight's show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, go to www.patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to our regularly scheduled show show. All right, everybody. All right. I'm glad Chris brought me brought me up a little bit. This is a creative writing. I am your venerable host. What did I say? I'm your venerable host, uh, Junkie the Turdmeister. and to my immediate left over here is. The Co- Stig. Co host co-host the Stig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Stiggins. Oh, yeah. That's what we should do. Chris Stiggins, I'm going to get you a set of white leathers and you're going to test ride all these bikes. I'm totally down to test ride bikes in white leathers. But now we know who you are, so we can't do that. We've got to get a real Stig. We, they'll forget by then. Yeah, that's true. Our listeners are very forgetful because they, uh, apparently most of them have forgotten to do a spooky spokes. If uh, you, pay what you pay me, you're not going to be able to afford a real that's Stig. That's true. That's true does he work just, for nothing nowadays <laughs> you just tell me that there's a bike to ride and I'm like okay Right, that's the payment I, I had to pay to rent the bike and then I have to contract you for for, uh, for free hey do you know what episode this is I just said it 144 alright this is episode 146 of the creative riding motorcycle podcast See, we'll be, why did you say I was right we'll be right back
1: I was doing real good for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've done absolutely amazing. And then and it, I took some time off, and now I can't get what episode it is. <laughs> Even though I was here last week. Well, yeah, we won't hold it against you, and the week before that, and uh, the week before that. But that's okay. Listen, n- uh, we don't begrudge you not knowing what episode it is. If I start saying 150, I'll be right eventually. Oh, a broken clock is right twice, twice a century. A day. Oh a day? A day! Oh my God! Yeah, I need to a get a better clock. Uh, so hey, listen, folks. We got uh, I got a few topics here uh, for tonight's show. We'll get into them. I'm not going to blow them all here at the beginning. Uh, do you think it'll help people stick around if they know what's coming up?
1: Uh, n-
0: I don't know. Because you know Jimmy Fallon and uh, what's his face Later Hosen I don't know the guy's name. Everything the guy's classes. Oh, Stephen Colbert. That's his They're name. Like stick around. Yeah, yeah. Saturday Night Live. Okay, let's try it. This episode. Okay, coming up before the break, we've got some racing news. We've got the five second rule and baffle the bozos. Stick around for what's after the break. Well, after the break, <laughs> let's see if this works. Sounds good. Okay. I like that announcer voice. Yeah. That's pretty good. I've been working on it uh, just now. <laughs> so, I hope it goes over well with the uh I should have thrown some music in there, but I think I'll do that in post production so that I don't mess anything up. Uh so yeah, we got a few things to talk about t- tonight. I'm going to let you take over uh some of it because some of it is uh drag racing and I know you're totally into drag racing. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> no, really, we got um a lot of racing news, a lot of stuff is ending, a lot of stuff has ended. Yeah. And um a conclusion to a few careers this year, and uh some exciting stuff's been happening so right off the bat uh let's talk about the most recent I don't think there's anything happened this weekend besides um flat track this last weekend, yeah. I don't know. I think that was the only motorcycle racing in the United States, at least, this last weekend. Could have been. Everyone Pretty in well Europe's like, been. dude, you idiot. There was like a Speedway event and a, a motocross donations or something like that. There was a Speedway event. Yeah, uh, I bet. Ty Wolfington won the world championship for the third time in a row. Oh, geez. That guy's fast.
1: Yeah, he's very fast.
0: Yeah. That's If you guys can hear that, that's my neighbor pulling up on his uh, Harley. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah. You can oh, going to get better. They'll definitely be able to hear that. Yeah. Um, He doesn't even know I have a podcast, by the way. Should we invite him over one of these (laughs) days? You don't want two idiots talking about Harley. Yeah, that's true. Two idiots being on the show is enough. (laughs) So, yeah. So racing racing this weekend uh, concluded the uh, AFT flat track season for 2018. The first season, well, not the first season, but... uh, the first Jared Meese basically took his second championship in a row for uh two years now. And um But it's his what, fourth championship? Yeah, I think? he's racking up a few and I, I don't remember if he actually beat anybody. I think I don't remember if it was Jay Springsteen or Kenny Colbath or who had the most wins in or even Eddie Mulder Some something that had didn't. the most wins I- in one season. I believe they said it was springsteen okay and it's something like 14 right so he was 10 four away yeah and they have less races than they used to yeah do they have less or more i mean i guess it depends on they the year i Some, guess they used yeah to, yeah it varies a little because they they didn't have very many a couple years ago and now yeah. they, they've actually bumped it up a few <clears> this year they have and they're up to 18 yeah um, i'm wondering if they're, they're gonna go to up to tw- 20 over 20
1: yeah I, it's hard on the on the riders and everything I mean, oh yeah but i mean AFT looks at profits from every round, so they might want to bump it up.
0: Well, you know what? They had uh, this made the news. I don't have it right in front of me, but they had record viewership. They had three hundred million views and a huh. hundred thousand ticket sales, or something they like had that. Three million views. What did I say? Three hundred million. Oh, geez, that's a that's a big number. Yeah, so three million views and a hundred thousand ticket sales, or something like that. A hundred thousand tickets sold. Yeah. So to give you, I think is what it was. Maybe a
1: thousand tickets. <laughs>
0: they had a thousand tickets sold. To
1: give you an idea how popular Hooligan is um, for Flat Out Friday in February, I don't know the numbers from the 115th, but for February we had 2.4 million views at one race, and it took them 17 races to hit three million. Yikes! I did not. But realize Hooligans that. aren't. They don't have anything to do with making AFT more popular.
0: <laughs> well, hooligans also uh, have a lot more friends than flat track racers who never well, who never hang out with people. Just
1: work and all day. we're way 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 better at advertising, social media wise. And I mean, when your viewership is when they're talking about online views because of fans' choice, you know, a lot of their um, a lot of their demographics
0: older people that are like internets yeah i know i wonder how they're going to calculate because the uh, the msnbc hasn't i think that'll be this week that it ends or yesterday i guess uh that it, that it will have shown it's um you're gonna make me on to. <laughs> right? i'm not squirt chili in wiggins's mouth so he doesn't so he wakes up a little bit over there but yeah i i, I think the CBS, NBC schedule will end, ended this week. So they're, they're like a week behind right? ABC sports, a- MSNBC, MSNBC, I it was on ABC sports. Uh uh-uh. Oh, you're thinking of football.
1: Oh, I don't think of football.
0: <laughs> um, I just watch it. <laughs> no, I don't even,
1: I don't even do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They, it's weird. It's weird when they show them. Cause like the ones in the beginning of the season are like a month late, but then it, they, cause they show them closer together.
0: Yeah. And there was like a, I want to say a six-week break where they caught him up. That's yeah. why they caught up like yeah. a little bit after the mid-season. Yeah, there was a break for the writers for sure. Yeah. So the MSNBC, um, uh, I'm sorry, it's NBCSN. Uh, MSNBC, I think, is their website. <laughs> it's the, that's the news, isn't it? MSNBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the it M- is NBC Sports. NBCSN. Yeah, not not still not ABC, but uh, whatever. NBC. I sports think I was is. closer.
1: You had way too many letters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you had ABC, which is not even NBC, (laughs) but I I like it better. (laughs) If you find it on ABC, let us know. (laughs) I just watch it on a fan's choice. I don't even have cable. Yeah, I know. That I can agree on with you. Yes, I love not having cable. So yeah, the uh, October 14th is going to be the Minnesota Mile. Uh, Then they're going to re-air the Minnesota Mile on the 17th then they're going to re-air the Meadowlands mile on October 21st and, or they're going to air it on the 21st and re-air it again on the 24th. So it's cool to see that it's so getting they do it like Sunday and yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And it's cool to see that it's getting double airing, you know, yeah. and I can't wait to see what the final numbers are for the end of the year when they finally get all these, uh, pull down what TV results, yeah. you know, they have. So no, it's,
1: it's definitely good. And it's good for the riders because they're out there and it, Getting that notice, you know, that's good. That's that helps everyone with sponsors. Helps AFT with sponsors, but I don't know how much I agree with what they do. (laughs) (laughs) I found out what it costs to give out the Rookie of the Year award, and it's a bit ridiculous. How much it costs to give it out? Yeah. What is it to give it out? Um, It's total twenty five grand, and the writer gets five. Hmm. So AFT makes twenty grand. And the writer gets five grand.
0: Who underwrites this? We need to talk to them. I don't think they care. And find out why. Is it because to pay sponsors and stuff like that? It's
1: because they're a sponsor. So for you to like put your name on that, and for them to say this year it's Mustang seats. So for them to say Mustang seats is the rookie of the year sponsor,
0: then uh, they want that twenty G's. They pay AFT twenty thousand dollars in advertising fees. Basically, yeah, and then pay the rider five thousand for winning. Then, yeah, yeah, and you know its it isn't cheap to advertise on for TV. Sure, um, you know, but it's just—it'd be nice if they split it 50-50 with the rider who's putting yeah, their life at risk. I mean, well, to, and to especially that's for a singles
1: rider, right? The Rookie of the Year awards for a singles rider. So it's—it's. It's, I mean, those guys struggle. You know, those guys could use every dime.
0: Hell, and, Corey Texter, man, he sold his van to friggin' yeah carver right and he's borrowing his sister's van this year to race at a bunch of the races that she wasn't at um well or she's where got a hauler with husky well she yeah, i think after yeah she that's true i forgot about that so he's got her old pink van and, and she's in her new uh husky hauler um yeah so this season concluded that's a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff right there from the uh, the all-knowing Wigmeister. I don't know about all. That well, was a little tidbit that he learned a little bit ago. <laughs> well, you learn more than I do just because you're you're in it. But um, the thing is is that this season was crazy. There was crashes. There was catastrophe. There was tragedy. There was um, some legends like Cool Beth retiring. Yeah. We also had Bonzi come back and then get <laughs> – thrown into the air you know we had uh, jake johnson have a few offs yeah and make it out none i mean as bad as he crashed a couple times and brian smith even breaking his leg uh early in the season uh they friggin they came back pretty you know pretty good and the season was exciting because of that and the guys that stayed in the top stayed in the top i think meese only had what three non podium rounds or maybe four not very many. He didn't podium at Peoria, which is <clears throat> interesting. And then I think he, he didn't. was fourth, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. Not to say, he, he only, he fourth was his worst finish. Yeah. But he finished off the podium like two or three times. And uh, it would have been kind of crazy to see, I don't know, just to see how many wins. He got super close. And that DQ that we were talking about, and you actually kind of clued us in, that it, they're con- contesting it. There's an yeah. asterisk by it right now but maybe he'll get that one back so maybe he will you know be that much closer to uh, like whatever record there is. I
1: think he proved so it's funny because if that is the case then my theory all along was right in that when you're winning that much by that much, why would you cheat and take yeah. your season? Yeah you like, know what like you you have more to lose by cheating than you have to gain. So absolutely, it, it's not, and I get it, you know, I mean, some people are like, well, if you're greedy, you're greedy and I, I get it, but you're not going to get better than a first. And when you, when you're dominating, like he did the pretty well, the entire season, uh, it's, it's a risky move. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's, but at the same time, like when it happened, he, it, you know, and maybe it was just trying to be professional about it, which I think if you didn't cheat, you didn't cheat being professionals being like dude i didn't cheat, but it, it seemed like they were kind of like, "Oh yeah, you got me, but um then later I found out they were protesting,
0: so yeah, I don't know well, you know what, and Brian Smith too, he got disqualified but the, and then his points got given back over the tire thing, and it's like you get it in writing from people people still forget, and people yeah. make mistakes, and yeah. people test strong, and people follow policy uh-huh. without. If you go by the rule and not the spirit of the rule, yeah, it makes a big difference, and it and it could have made. Well, it didn't make any it may, difference in the results. But for did me. he
1: tie for the wins for the year?
0: That could be the difference between him getting yeah. the
1: record or not getting the record on most wins in a season.
0: Right, correct, yeah, and then uh, and if it would have been a more hotly contested points battle. Uh, if he hadn't dominated so hard, it might've been like, it might've been the difference between like Anna Carrasco winning by one point, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And like, even the twins, uh, further back, whereas like Carver and
1: yeah, Carver Wiles was off the podium in
0: points by five points. Yeah. I mean, it's something and that like was, that. I mean,
1: at, um, new, not New York, one and
0: a half mile, uh, Williams Grove. Yeah. Ran out of fuel. I was going to say, he ran out of gas once, which and he blew a Bauman motor ran out of fuel two races yeah. ago, too. Yeah. And he blew a motor at one a couple. That was, like, right in the middle of the season. That was right before Springfield, and I forget which. It was what Sacramento, it was. he blew a motor. And then there was another one in the main. He was in, like, third on the first lap. Yeah. And blew a motor. Yeah, Or yeah. blew something.
1: Something, yeah. I remember it was oiling. He pulled in before it blew. But, you know, like I said, Bauman's had his issues over the season, too. Um... Those two guys were neck and neck. I think Carver beat him last year in the points, but it was for fifth or sixth.
0: Mm. Um, Yeah, Carver's been steadily moving up, which is really, it's awesome to see. Yeah. And... Well, and uh, Brian Smith's going to throw a wrench in some stuff. Next uh, yeah, year. yeah, for sure. Let's yeah, let's move on. Let's move into the stand. The uh, finals um, happens at Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, don't recommend anybody visit New Jersey unless you're going to see the Motorcycle Man Brothers. But um, Brian Smith making his first win all year. I think he didn't even he ha- he hasn't. No, he won Springfield too. He did. Yeah. Okay. I was because th- I was going thinking back to their Indian wrecking crew dominating all when Brad Baker was still on it yeah, and thinking like maybe that was his last win. I couldn't think of a need this year, but okay. So Springfield too. So his first, he's only had two wins all year then. And, yeah. uh, so he won, uh, this last round. Um, and like we said, he had a broken leg early in the season and like came back from that and had another crash when he crashed and, Through Bonzi. I don't remember if that's when he broke his leg, but um, I don't remember. But yeah, so he finished pretty dominantly. Uh, Mies came in second. Not, uh, you know, Carver actually was, I think in the lead for, like, maybe a lap or came around... Yeah, something and he like- was
1: uh, in last place going into turn one on the first lap. No kidding. He pick off every I single person. I didn't. Damn, hot
0: damn. And so he finished on the podium edging out Briar Bauman, so a fight for those guys all the way yeah, to the end. Yeah, for sure. And Henry Wiles in fifth, who we were talking about how Henry Wiles... And Henry Wiles was
1: already, I was reading today, he was already locked into second in points. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, great, great, consistent season for Wiles. I think... I would, I don't want to say an underrated rider, but, um, you know, and this is, a, I mean, where was he at in points last year? Barely in the top 10, eighth, ninth, something like that. Wilds,
0: so, Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. So for
1: him to be in second, so dominantly, you know, most of the year, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And he's a good rider, but
0: some I don't know if he hit all the rounds last year. And so that's another Might thing. not have. It's yeah.
1: hard. You know, it's, and he was on a Cowie for everything last year. Yeah. Of course, no one was on an Indian besides the wrecking crew yeah, last yeah. year. So. But, you know, he was on an Indian and did well. And of course, he does well at the TTs and really well at Peoria.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only JD Beach is the only Yamaha in the top 10 spots. Man, it'd be crazy to
1: <laughs> see him on a bike for a season.
0: J.D. Beach. Yeah. Yeah, and he did two rounds this year. He finished in six. Oh, he did well
1: last year. Mm Mm-hmm. He was on the podium at Paris last year, actually. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. That's correct. I
1: mean, and he, what did he finish at Daytona this year at the TT?
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. He raced that. I don't remember. I don't know if he finished that well. I thought he was on the podium. He led for most of it, didn't he? Uh I don't remember. My memory is so terrible. I can barely remember what I ate for lunch this, this afternoon. But yeah, I mean, super t- I mean, I get why he's
1: not on a bike for the whole season. You know, yeah, he's really
0: not. Well, the thing for me for him as well is that it's, I think it's cool to see him on a Yamaha on the, on the road racing bikes. And, you know, when he comes over to flat track, uh, stick with that. I, th- I, just, I just think that's kind of cool that he does it on both. Well, he might have to. Oh, under contract you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um so he, here at the uh Daytona he came in um that's right, Meese won it. Meese was the uh and he was second, right? JD Beach was second by half a second. Uh, yep. The gap was 0.462. So yeah, he's pretty good. And then Henry Wiles, Mr. TT himself. So yeah. And Briar Bellman. So, I mean, all these players right here up in the top, um, moving on to, uh, actually, let me tell you the top 10 of this last race, because this is pretty cool, um, it's pretty cool. We have Brian Smith, which I, I like. He's one of my favorite racers back when he was on Cowie, especially in the Crosley Radio. I'll never forget those awesome ads. Jared Meese in second. Jeffrey Carver coming in third, who, like you said, came from last to be in front for a hot second there. And then the, they fought back and forth. And he was only, uh, okay, it went Brian Smith, and then the gap to Meese was 0.3. And then the gap back to Carver was 0.2. And then the gap back to fourth place, Briar Bauman, was 0.3. So the top three guys, like the gap back to them was what, six, seven, six seconds or something like that? Less than, wait, one, two, three. Oh, actually, what am I talking about? Six hundredths of a second, six halves of a second? Wait, I'm getting my math wrong, but it's le- it's like less than a second. Three, Two. Yeah, these are all point, 0.3, 0.2, and 0.3. So yeah, less than a second between the top four riders going across the line. When I was a kid, my friends all pronounced it Samhain. They didn't speak Gaelic, so they didn't know it was pronounced Samhain. In Welsh, it's Nos Kalan Gaeaf. The English, they called it Halloween or All Hallows' Eve. And actually, that was probably from the Catholics who went so far as to name the next day All Souls' Day. But we know what it is. It's the time of the year when the nights devour the day. Darkness becomes longer than light. And it's the time of the year when the spirits from the other side of the world, from the world of darkness, the underworld, their portals open to our side. It was the middle of winter,
1: late at night, driving around town with some friends looking for a place to hang out like typical delinquent kids do. Within about 10 feet of backing up,
0: we noticed a clear set of footprints, deep tread marks in the fresh snow, walking right up the middle of our car tracks, leading directly under the car and up to the mill.
1: They were separate from our footprints and led around the side of the mill where we hadn't been. The footprints definitely weren't there when we pulled in. It was pretty freaky, so we just got the hell out of there ASAP.
0: There's a place up here called Holy Hill. It's a huge, beautiful twin steeple church built on top of the biggest hill in the area. Yes, what watches here from there? Uh, The feeling that there is something just off the road watching us. Blowing leaves and crackling branches is all that breaks the night silence. I once worked at
1: a hotel in San Diego. I worked the overnight shift.
0: And I had a key, like a master key, so I went in the room. And then so I stopped and I was super still. And across the room, I saw what I thought was like a silhouette. So I called out a name of the security guard, thinking it was him. Um... I don't think there's a person there. Cry out creatures from the night. Wicked beasts all take flight. And I looked to my
1: left and I seen what I can only describe as an inhumanly large owl. I looked up in the tree where the, where I had seen the owl. But at this point the owl had gone. In its place was a raven.
0: Blacker than I've ever seen a bird. Even to this day, all these years later, a black that almost
1: seemed to drink in the light when it hit it. Now, if I hadn't looked up and if I hadn't seen that owl, raven, whatever it was, I would have went straight into the river.
0: Halloween, candy-ass kids. One candy from my ass.
1: So I'm out here at uh, Bray Road, where supposedly the Beast of Bray Road lives, and uh, I'm gonna go uh, see if I can find a werewolf, and I even brought my werewolf bait. I'm in the middle of effing nowhere on a haunted road looking for a werewolf.
0: What else would you do? The has got my beef stick. He's got my beef snack. Spooky Spokes happens October 26, 2018. Make sure you email your submissions to creative writing podcast at gmail.com. Are you ready? By the way, that's about nice shirt. <laughs>
1: Indians started the in like six months before the season started. Or actually, a little bit more than that. I think.
0: A little, but it was I think the it, motor
1: they started in December the year before. Yeah,
0: they said nine months was their run-up time. They had to they had to do it in nine. I think months it was a little longer something. than that for the whole
1: bike, maybe. But the motor started, I want to say, in December, and then you had a complete year, and then Wednesday Daytona in March. Mm-hmm. So it would have been six, 18 months for from from pencil paper to to completed bike at the track actually not completed bike but at the track maybe it was nine months until Corey texter and meese were testing them
0: you know yeah i don't i mean they just said that they they came up with an idea or they got the idea that they wanted to race in 2017 and um they were like technically
1: it was december 2016 then
0: yeah, well, they were already developing it because Mies was helping him no. develop it, ride it, when he was still at Harley. Or no, it would tw- have been 15. For
1: the end of 16. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Meese was never at Harley. Hmm. He was a Las Vegas Harley-Davidson rider.
0: Right. You're not...
1: So he wasn't under any contract. That yeah. Had- I mean, he might have been. I mean, he couldn't have went and
0: raced it, but... The last team, the last harley team was uh well he was a harley factory rider wasn't he huh okay
1: i'm thinking and they never made him part of the quote wrecking crew either yeah but uh the last factory team riders before the xgs went and took over was baker on an xr and uh davis fisher on an xg yeah. So that was the first year of the XG that it was actually out there racing while Indian was developing a bike.
0: Yeah, and I thought, and I thought that come next this, the next season, I, I was sure that Davis Fisher was going to be one of the factory riders. And then when they announced Baker, I'm sorry, um, Coolbeth, Brandon Robinson, and Jake Johnson. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. No, he um, got into it with the guy calling the shots. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here's the thing. If you're a racer, like those guys aren't brand loyal. No one in that field is loyal to any brand. And that's not a hundred percent true statement. From what I understand, Jared Meese wanted to ride a Harley and Harley was slow to write checks or Mm -hmm. to sign to not write checks, write contracts. I mean, and he called him up and he's like, Hey, Indian wants to sign me. Call them up again, hey, Indian wants to sign me. Yeah. And call him up again and said, dude, I have to sign a contract.
0: Yeah. And that's part of the whole part of silly season in MotoGP, what makes all the pundits and the talking heads and the fans and everybody go crazy and why they love that part of just as much as the racing is because it is. Uh, there's a lot of things that have changed dramatically. Yeah. Based on who had the pen and paper out first and who was like the season before going, hey, I know your contract expires. Like, I think we can offer you this.
1: And whose bike is winning races? Because racers don't. Oh, yeah. No one gets into racing and I'm going to ride a Harley my entire career. I mean, as a flat track rider, all the generations that are racing right now, when they were growing up, yes, you wanted to ride a Harley because XRs were dominating. Mm Mm-hmm. But I guarantee, right now, for the little kids, it's not what they're looking at. They want to go ride an Indian because mm-hmm. an Indian's kicking everyone's ass. Mm-hmm. Because as a racer, you don't give a shit about what it says on the gas tank. Mm-hmm. You care about where it finishes. On you don't make the money. Racetrack. You don't
0: make money by uh, yeah. That's what's on the gas. Not tank. technically true. Okay, I bet. I bet the Harley factory <laughs> riders yeah. are making more money than Henry Wiles.
1: <laughs> Let's say who is in second place.
0: Yeah, but that's but, all contingent but, on other and stuff. And again.
1: Well. To a point, racers don't care about making money. They want to win races. When they win races, they make money. Yeah. But they want to win races. Hands down, that's it. Bottom line, you can't get around that.
0: Yeah. I don't um, think I've ever met anybody that raced that was like so stoked that they were third place all the time, but rolling in the dough. I've never met anybody like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to get first place for if sure. You're, when you race, it's because you're competitive. Yeah. And, absolutely. And yeah, money is nice. And it's nice yeah. to get paid to race. But you're right. The, the main. I think impetus. Davis
1: was, he was a rookie. um, And he had some learning. I mean, obviously the kid can ride. Look at his season. Um, and he had a good season the year, that, that year as well. Uh, not really. You don't think so? I don't know. I mean, he I crashed a few times,
0: got a little bit hurt. The bike was obviously not much. When he, the, the year before he was the XG test rider, he was well, coming the, up pretty good. Like, yeah, he was, on a singles. He,
1: he wasn't on a, he singles. the singles.
0: He was in GNC. That, there wasn't Swins and singles yet. It was right. GNC 1 and 2, and he was doing pretty good. I believe and, uh, he was on the XR. No, maybe on like two tracks
1: i don't know because they didn't ride the twins much because so that would have been gnc2 was the entry class right Mm -hmm. and one was the better class he was a gnc2 rider Mm -hmm. and i think he won the championship but most of their races are on singles except for a couple miles and they did i think they did some miles on singles
0: Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. You know, I think they did. And they did a lot more short
1: tracks than they do now.
0: Yeah. I was going to say everybody did short track because the big deal there, I was, you know, I was always bummed that I thought it was funny because even then, um, Mies was a, a Harley rider, but he rode Hondas half the year. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Actually. Uh, so one of the things that changed that was
1: Brad Baker was a factory rider but if it was, and of course Harley wanted him to win a championship, but if it was a singles race, they gave him no support. Yeah. He had no team, I no truck, no fair. bikes. That's one of the reasons it changed and they went singles and twins. Mm-hmm. The big reason it changed and they went singles and twins, because fans didn't know what the fuck was going yeah. on. Michael Locke
0: really had a good I don't actually going. think
1: that was his idea. And it's not that big of an idea. Yeah. Like, it's not that he's a genius for fixing that. It's that whoever had it the other way is a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Can you imagine if, like, GP is confusing enough, right? But there's MotoGP, Moto Two, and Moto Three, right? Can you imagine if at some of the tracks the Moto Three riders rode fucking GP bikes, yeah, yeah. And some of the tracks, the you know, Rossi was on fucking three hundreds, yeah,
0: yeah. Who the hell's what you can't keep track of depending anything. on the yeah, if it was a big track or a twi- or a tight yeah, track right i mean
1: i mean it would be cool i guess cuz you could have MotoGP at fucking go kart tracks but yeah it it just doesn't make sense and it didn't make sense
0: with with ama flat track at the time um well he's he's the one that made the change when he took over and yeah i don't he's like the official person that yeah. said yeah it's a good idea so have you heard what they were going to do? I just saw this on Instagram, so I don't know if it's 100% true because I haven't seen anything announced on on the AFT website. But have you heard that they are going to eliminate semis and just go to heats and mains? I've heard something. No, I haven't heard
1: that. They did a couple short ones this year because of rain. So I could see them
0: doing it. And um, I, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the TV guys – Love that because the TV guys are cutting it down to heats and mains anyway. Because they don't have you don't have all data. You don't you don't do warm when you show a football game. You might have a pregame show, but the players aren't out there. You have clips of other. You're showing all this other. So you're, you're doing but all if this you can, airtime. If
1: you can edit it for TV and it's racing, and you don't wait around forever, and you can cut out the red flags, and you can cut out all the BS, and you can just have racing. Why not have a heat and a a semi and a main? I don't know. I also don't like how they did it this year. You had to qualify out of the heat into a semi, and then you had to qualify out of the semi into the main. I think at least the winner of the heat should get a direct transfer to the main. Yeah. I like like the heats and LCQ setup better. So it's like, hey, maybe top three out of each heat goes or whatever, and then you've got two semis with so many people at each one. What I don't like they're doing for next year is they're reducing the number of riders to 16. They think it will make it safer especially in a singles class. Mm-hmm. So then my question is, well then do it in the singles class but not the twins. Well, shit,
0: I think the singles had less horrific crashes than the twins did this year. Yeah, they had some bad ones. They had some big pile-ups. They had a lot of, they did have some pile-ups. They had a pile-up at the uh the TT But it's at the Springfield it's kinda, your racing's not going to be as exciting. Like, uh, the, it, it's also going to make. Here is what it's going to do. Also, is going to make a barrier to entry. I feel. Yeah. Like, what do you? Who, and that who makes are you going to qualify to get into that sixteen? In the top sixteen. So
1: you're going to eliminate. Like, there's going to be more people that are like, "Well, fuck! I have less of a chance of making it. I'm not going to drive that far mm-hmm. for an event." So you're, I, I feel like you're going to hurt rider count at the races, and it's going to hurt the overall excitement of the main event.
0: I Yeah, I definitely feel like we're not going to see people like Oliver Brinley, who didn't make every single race. No, if you're a top 16 rider and you get hurt, that's one thing. If you've made yeah. every race this year and you get hurt and you're out, I mean, yes, yeah.
1: people get injured. There's but nothing you can do.
0: There's plenty of stuff. If I look through the, st- the standings here, there, there's plenty of guys. For, and this year was only 18 riders, but still, I, like Cameron Smith, how many? How many? How many races did he go to? He didn't go to every single race. Andrew Luker? Oh, a lot of the single guys don't go to
1: every single race. Yeah. They can't afford it. There's not a lot of prize money for the singles.
0: I want to say Max Whale was at a few and made some big uh, moves here and there, but I don't think he was at every single Uh, every single race you know what I'm saying like yeah I don't know you're right there was only really 18 so I guess it's not like a huge chop it's not like you're cutting the field in half but at the same time you are putting a wall now like a barrier to yeah I I don't
1: know I I would like to see more riders not less and it like I said it makes it harder to make a main event and that's You know, it, it, where on those people that are in now 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, it makes it harder and harder and harder to load up the truck and go racing at that level if you're not going to make a main. Yeah. Before, so if they were 18 and you were consistently 18, 19, 20, you're like, okay, I got a shot. Now they just took away two more of your spots that you, so you got to like pick it up more. Um, So I don't know. That's to me, you know. I, I I get trying to lower the number to have a safer race, but they're all worried about turn one. Do three lines instead of two lines. Do four lines. Do twenty riders and do five on each row. Like so, what? And is it still going to make turn one sketchy? Fuck yeah, but I don't know. It's still going to be
0: exciting for people to watch. So right. Like, I, uh, Kale Colkman made six races this year. Johnny Lewis, one, two, one, two, three, well, four, five races this year. It's also
1: deceiving because how many events do those guys go to? I know Johnny Lewis didn't go to New York.
0: Well, he, it looks like he went to the first three, then the middle one, and then, uh, and he the doesn't make every main event, event he goes to. Same with Kale Kochman. Right. And then Oliver, or not Oliver Brindley, but, um, Hayden Gillum only made four races. Hayden Gillum doesn't go to very many. JD Beach made four races. He probably went to four. These guys... uh and that's right there. That's 17 or 16, 18. Jay Maloney is in 17th and he made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 races out of the 18. So then after him is Mikey rush is 16. So rush Bronson, Robinson, like all the names you always hear. Yeah. So these other guys, uh, let's say you go to these races, you don't make it hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, cutting it down to 16 is cutting some of these guys that you for sure you see and it for a guy like kale Kochman,
1: is he gonna drive all the way to daytona he's like a east coast dude right or like no a he's a california guy, guy.
0: kale Kochman is yeah. oh yeah that's right
1: he's like a salinas i think he's actually no he's ventura i think really? his home is ventura kale? yeah i think you might be right there is uh maybe mikey is salinas Yeah, Bauman's might be out of Salinas originally.
0: uh, Yeah, like the I know Mikey Rush is uh, like a Salinas dude, and is uh, he going to be on a factory Harley next year? Are they going to do a four rider team? Mikey Rush? Yeah, I have no idea. He was on it for the last two rounds of this. I want to say Bonzi's a Salinas or Sacramento guy too. Yeah, and so I don't, you know, all these guys that are, I don't Mm. know where they're gonna, where they're gonna fall. I don't know. It,
1: it, that pertains more to the singles guys not wanting to drive, you, because it, it's there's not much money in it for them. And if you're, you know, why are you going to go that far if you really don't have a chance of you making a main
0: event? Yeah, and it's well, only two people you're cutting out. But and in the singles class, there's uh, only 18 dudes listed. In the twins class, well, I was looking at that list just now, there was like 32 dudes listed. So that's that's half the class for them. So yeah, you, and again, not all those guys go to all those
1: rounds. Like Itchy280 from uh, River Cycles, he only made one main, and it was the first main they've ever done, and they've been doing it for four, five, six, seven years. I don't even
0: know. It was the first main event they ever made. Yeah. Man, I don't know. It just it feels weird. It feels very MotoGP-y to cut it down. I mean, but I here's guess— the, Here's the problem with that. How much money is involved
1: in MotoGP? Oh, I don't know, like a hundred bucks at least. Yeah, so you don't want to make American flat track like MotoGP. <laughs> Definitely not. They don't have the sponsors. They don't have the money, the funding. Like, and look at their look at the bike turnout for MotoGP. How many of you guys line up on the grid? 30? 25? I mean, and they're having troubles filling the grid because
0: it's too fucking expensive. Yeah. But well, there's a lot of complaints that goes with MotoGP from. The venue to the ticket price to all that shit and then like uh, the weather. It's hard to complain about ticket price because they're usually pretty full of
1: fans. Yeah.
0: But I thought it was down. I thought like. It might, you you know what? I'm it thinking, might be. And I might be thinking of Moto America and like World Superbike. And that's way down. down. Uh, yeah. Well, flat track's on a hot. Basically has been on a hot run with when Indians started to dominate again this year, like after year one, people started to lose off this year i don 't know I think it's just the fact that uh, I do think the hooligans have a lot with making it pretty fun and I think that right now it's on an upswing, and i can't wait to see where it's going to go I think we definitely help um yeah on the you want to talk about the singles real quick uh finishing out the season um I guess at, they had a good finish dude. yeah. They had a really, really close one as well. Um, as you could tell, my math was not so great on the other one, but the the top four guys in the Twins, I think less than a second apart. Three and, guys. Top three guys. Oh, Briar Bowman was close there too. I think he was. Oh, was he okay? Yeah, yeah. He was only .3 behind Carver. Oh, okay. .33 or something. So uh, to finish out in the singles class, we got Shane and Texter. Coming in first on the Husqvarna roof systems, parts unlimited, drag specialties, whatever else other things I can't even see because it cuts off the field. Uh, Husqvarna, FC450 in uh, first place. And uh, right behind her, Colby Carlisle. Do you know how close it was? Oh, it was half a bike length, so it's a hundredth of a second. It was six thousandth of a second 0.006 of a second and when they first crossed the line they didn't know who won they thought maybe he did and i guess it was like yeah half a bike length 0.006 according to the transponder think about that
1: for a minute too she's got a team i don't know who her mechanic is um she's on a totally new bike um out winning races.
0: Yeah, she won a One rider
1: bike and one mechanic bike, right? Not This is going to sound bad to some people, but the Harley team has been doing it for how long? And they won a fucking heat race. (laughs) Like, someone needs to rethink their program and who's...
0: I think they're going to get the FXDR out there next. Uh, No. They're going to paint 750 on the side and... uh, I. i don't know i think i know what
1: i think they should do but no one will listen to me there's too much money involved in that person
0: i mean the, <laughs> plus they're like wiggins who's, who's that guy uh actually i think you probably know some of the <laughs> factory guys don't you um, yeah i know uh only one of the writers now and some of the mechanics well don't get banned don't get don't get too crazy and get banned because they no. might they might need your input later no they won't listen they don't they're not smart enough
1: um did you hear that? You know why? You know what my secret is? I know that I don't know, and I'll fucking ask someone that knows.
0: Uh, I, I get it. You wouldn't just pour Tim Hortons on the tire and
1: try to get away with <laughs> and it? And the problem is um, some people think they know and they have no fucking clue, but they won't shut their mouth and listen. Or they're calling shots or they're whatever. Or I think they're concerned about horsepower. Like, here's a little insight the harley makes something like 110 horse at the ground mm-hmm. jared meese's indian makes ninety-four ninety-five and a off the floor indian makes 92 do you really think a, like you need more horsepower what
0: you need is less horsepower to get that tire to grip son if you're 15 horse above that's not your problem yeah sounds like it's gearing and tire pressures and suspension and Probably Tim Hortons on the maybe top. some flywheel weight too on the backside. Well, that yeah, there you go. Some engine, that's, uh, blueprinting. I don't know. That's that's all rumors and hearsay and whatever. But I wonder if anybody's going to listen to this and go make a badass uh, race bike based on all these things where where it's legal.
1: Yeah, for fifty grand, they'll buy a fucking Indian because it goes out and wins.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: And uh, like it's it's a bummer. Like I'm not on the side of rooting for Indian to win a race, but. Uh, Again, like results speak. Yeah.
0: Hey, would you ever ride a singles? Would you ever flat track a singles four fifty? I'd love to. Yeah. You know, I, just, I need one to ride. But yeah. Matt from my motorbike obsessions blew his up. I think this weekend at Blackmore Ranch, he was out there doing the. John- oh, did he do the Johnny Lewis? Yeah, he yeah. was doing the Johnny Lewis uh, school. Yeah. And he blew his uh, water pump or something like that. Some of my homies. Yeah. Some of my old homies. Nice. Some of my, yeah. Some of the homies from the Senior Citizen Center where you uh, volunteer on every other Thursday? Um, kind of. Out there at Blackmore Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so are you trying to say he's
1: going to sell it to me or he wants to rebuild it? No, I'm let just me saying ride he, it? he
0: does a 450 and it looks like a hell of a lot of fun. It sounds, it
1: does. It sounds a lot cheaper than $50,000 Indian. Well, absolutely. And you can ride it a lot more. Um, hey, speak, I just need the seat time on one.
0: Yeah. Well, you know who's got a lot of seat time? Shayna Texter, you know who won the she last round? Does. yeah. Shayna Texter, you know who she wanted to get, Who she beat? Colby, Colby Carlisle. Carlisle. You know who's going to Twins next year? Colby Carlisle, supposedly. Really? Yeah, that's what I read on AFT at least. Uh, Colby Carlisle, supposedly moving up. He's with Essenson Racing. I didn't see where he's going. Maybe he'll maybe he'll be on Brian Smith's team. Maybe he'll start a Cowie team and dominate the uh, the Cowie. Well, I mean, obviously, there's two spots open on Factory Indian. Well, yeah, Bob, oh, yeah, Bob. Are you talking about because Brad Baker's not going to come back and race next year? I don't think so. No, he'll be back. I'm. Um, I guarantee he'll be back. Steve Bonzi had a terrible. I don't. He broke his I back as well.
1: If, I don't know if he'll be
0: back. We'll see. Keep I, your fingers crossed. I'm rooting for him. No, Bullet for sure. Strong. Brad is.
1: Um, one of the nicest people I've ever met, actually. And one hell of a writer.
0: But yeah. you know, they say bullet strong, but I bet he's bullet smelly too. Like he's good, smells good. I don't mean that in a bad way. I bet he smells like cologne because he seems like a dude that <laughs> sprays axe body I know, spray all of maybe. himself. I'm going to go smell um, him in the hospital. He's going to be in the booth next year with uh,
1: Scotty Dubler. Nice. That'll be doing nice. Commentary. That will be nice, actually. Um, it's a bummer. I mean, I'd love to see him back, but I think. First, he has to be, get good at walking, and then riding oh, a motorcycle. Dude,
0: not only will he be good at walking, he'll be, he'll be kicking some people's asses. Uh. I, I just—it's going to be hard to come back from that one. I mean, it, you know, yeah. The, I have a feeling the dude's he awesome will, and wish him luck. But yeah, I a think tough one. Uh, when Stevie Bonzi was up there in the air, and either way, I don't think he's coming back next year. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'd say Carlisle stays with us, Nissen.
1: Uh, I mean. They've been good to him. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised he's going to singles because or going to twins because he had a few rides on a twin this year and it was not super impressive. Yeah, uh, who else had a ride on a twin this year? But he Ryan Wells rode on one a little bit, right? Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. But Kobe's he's got a lot of things going for him. He's a good personality and he puts himself out there, and a lot of the guys don't.
0: You know what I'm thinking he could do? Roof systems with Jeffrey Carver because they both kind of have curly long hair. Well, there's a problem with roof systems
1: and jeffrey carver oh. then you're riding for jeffrey carver yeah because well, there you go there's no and his that's hair not looks a team. like roof systems is just a sponsor yeah they no no the i know team. but
0: his hair looks a little bit like barbecue sauce i'm just saying it could i could see something happening here i could it see it be like barbecue and ketchup Yeah, there you go <laughs> barbecue. and
1: uh yeah i don't know but um it's confusing roof system sponsors like 15 people now
0: that's true they're, they got their like richie morris are they roof systems? Yeah, so I think Davis Fisher has roof systems. It's RMRRS, Richie Morris Racing Roof Systems. It might be. It's gonna look like it's a
1: Richie. Mo- hey, by the way, if Richie Morris, if you're listening, get a
0: new leather designer and stop ripping off Jeffrey Carver. Richie Morris, did you hear that? That was Chris Wiggins telling you to get in the uh, get in the old design studio. Well, have you seen Fisher and uh, who's the other guy's leathers? It's not Ryan Wells. He's a
1: singles rider. Yeah, who but else? Fisher, and maybe it is Wells. Maybe Wells was on his twin a little bit. Dude, they got barbecue sauce leathers like Carver. Really? Oh, it's horrible.
0: Man. Yeah, it's, it's
1: the, like it's it's a more of a yellow yellow, less of a mustard yellow. Are you sure Wiener Schnitzel isn't sponsoring sure. them? It's not.
0: Yeah. They don't look like hot dogs with no. mustard on them? It's
1: <laughs> it's like someone was like, hey, we should pick these weird colors, and didn't even- think oh yeah i think exactly there's a
0: guy the that's running up front that wears these we- yeah. <laughs> so the championship uh leader dan bromley came in third and he was a full three almost three and a half seconds behind those two lovebirds up there in front
1: speaking of next year rumor is he'll be on a factory ktm next year
0: right not just his ktm north
1: america also bromley motorsports rumors. ktm so this year he was on a um bromley motorsports bike that happened to be a KTM. Like I don't know if Daddy yeah, KTM, a KTM North KTM America dealer. was a sponsor, but I think just like as much as a th- sponsor, yeah, yeah, I think they were like, hey, here's a few bucks because you're so on so you're, you're talking KTM. about they're going to do a factory team. From my understanding, there's going to be a factory KTM singles team next year, and I think KTM said that. I think so. And Dan will be the main rider. I don't know nice. what else is going to... I mean, it's like Husky picking up Shayna.
0: I think is going to have a factory team next not year, Not a too. single. Yeah. Um, Wait, what did you say? I was talking over you there. I noticed.
1: <laughs> so KTM should have a singles team with Bromley. I don't know if they're going to add another rider or not. And then the rumor is for 2020, they're going to have a twins team. And the other rumor is they talked to Meese about it, huh. and everyone's like, Meese won't go, Meese won't go, Meese will go. Here's the thing: I think it's going to be a Red Bull KTM team. Oh, Meese will go.
0: Yeah, Carver and Meese on a Red Bull KTM. Like, could you imagine that lineup? I don't
1: know. Um, that's just rumors about the 2020 Twins thing. But they've that's, got they've got good motors. So it is that is what I read. Though. A six ninety, you can punch it out to a seven fifty. Um, That's what I had read. Is there the six ninety is problem. Gonna- the problem is it's a ninety degree V twin, right? The L C four? Mm-hmm. Or the L C eight's the bigger one, but it's a ninety degree. That's not good. Not for Dut.
0: No, I think that's why Ducati doesn't really... Uh, yeah, that's why Ducati gets their ass kicked. Yeah, make very
1: good... That's part of the reason. I mean, there's a lot of other reasons, but yeah.
0: You know what's crazy? Now that the BMWs have bumped up to F... Because Ron Woods ran a BMW F800 a couple of years ago, a couple seasons ago. And now that the BMWs are bumping up to 850 and 750, I wonder if somebody's going to grab a BMW parallel no. twin and do it again. You don't think so? No. Yeah, well... There goes my idea. Cowies are cheaper and they're already developed. Unless Beamer
1: comes in and says, hey, we yeah, want to push no. this. They're not going to do that. Ron does that stuff because I think anyway, I think he likes to be weird. Like yeah. He also did the well, Honda, the, like- the Africa Twin at Paris last year. He had a bike and it's ridden once, right? Chad Costa's is on it. Like It got ridden Dude, once. Dude, there's
0: no way you're going to know if the BMW is the sleeper unless you get one out there and race it. And maybe that's And he's had deal. one out there. But I think to there was a singles one,
1: right? A singles like 700, I think that did well at some outlaw races. It might have been Carver on it, but Carver was on the Rotax last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a— uh, I think he had the 800 Beamer, though. Yeah. but Well, yeah, he did th- have an 800 a Beamer. 700
0: like- single Beamer. Don't they have uh, a big-ass single? Uh-uh. Six-something single? 650 was the biggest single they had, and that, and they haven't had those for quite a while. Okay, then maybe it was the twin. Yeah, it was at 800. A, it was a couple of seasons ago, too. It was like 2015, No, nah,
1: I'm not even thinking for a pro race. I'm thinking for Willow Springs. But maybe oh. it was Oh, maybe it was only the road tag. Because at Willow, you don't have to run a twin. Mm-hmm. All the
0: guys that go... Are you talking about like the Eddie Mulder yeah, bowler cup yeah. or whatever? Yeah. No, he they ran one in, a, in AFT before it was AFT. Yeah, it was. But AMA, whatever. He got his butt kicked. Oh, yeah, it didn't show very but well. But it
1: won one. Hmm. One of them one uh i want to say eddie Mulder, but i thought it was on a bmw it could have been i know the rotax carver rides the rotax there every year and usually wins yeah last year had some well the
0: BMW F uh like the parallel twins are like rotax twins they're like rotax i'm sorry they're, they're like i'm sorry twins yeah i'm sorry the um The F six the six fifties were Rotax motors. I think even the twins might be Rotax motors for some reason. I don't know why I think, but the six fifties, the yeah, the BMW six fifties, yeah, was Rotax designed. All right. And uh, off subject,
1: but so there might be a factory KTM twins team soon. I don't know if Carver's ready to go to someone else's team yet. He
0: just got that Indian and started doing so well on it, right? He's only had it this season. Well, and he doesn't. I think you don't want to just buy your Ferrari for one season and then race it and be like oh, I, need I to mean go think over about to Jag. it.
1: There's two spots opened up on the factory Indian team. Yeah. Bauman's at Zanotti. Uh Wiles would be I mean, obviously if you're factory Indian right now, you're looking at Wiles, you're looking at Bauman, you're looking at Carver. Um you know, if you if you're gonna do a three man team again. Those are your top 3 guys you're looking at. I mean, that's second, third and fourth in points and you got number 1 in points. But it's also it's hard because riders and mechanics don't always want to go to factory teams. Yeah. I would say there's not a very good chance Carver goes anywhere without Ben Evans. Um I'd also say Carver doesn't want to go dress up in a factory suit. <laughs> like I mean and don't get me wrong if the money's there and the toy hauler's there and hey dude you got a driver you and Ben can fly to the races you know you got a shop you got this maybe they will you know you got a steady paycheck I don't know but um I do know that that at the end of last season that was their thing was like hey we just started doing our thing. The, you know part of the way through this season, it's working. We want to keep doing it. We want to keep the momentum up. And um, you know, Ben was like, "I don't like people telling me how to do my job." And honestly, when your rider gets fourth in points for the year um, with ups and downs like everyone else, but I, I I don't think people should tell him how to do his job. You yeah, know? I to me, that bike should be set up the way that Jeff and Ben decide. And if a factory team can get behind that, then that's fine. But, you know, I mean, if that's what's working, don't change it. If it's not working, change it. But if it's working, why change it? You know, maybe try some stuff in the offseason if you want, but I don't know. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm really interested to see who the two factory Indian riders are for next year.
0: Yeah, I totally didn't even think about that. That that's going to be opening up too, and I really didn't even know until if, I read. The I mean, think Smith. of it this way though:
1: Indian might not want to do that team again. That might be why Smith left. They might have said, "Hey, we're going to shut that team down." Because think of it: out of eighteen rounds, right, and your podium is three spots. So what does that come up to? I'm going to use calculator, so I don't have to think.
0: Eighteen times three.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's easy. 54, so you have fifty-four, right? 50 of those were Indians? 54 podium spots for the year, and what, 50 were Indians? Yeah, probably. There were two when the Baumans went 1-2. There was um, one at Peoria. There was one Harley at Atlanta. There was one Harley at – did they get – did Sammy podium or someone podium at the TT – At Black Hills? I can look that up for you real quick. So I I don't know. Maybe 49 of those spots were on Indians. Yeah. Why does Indian want? Right. Why do they need to spend the money on a factory program? Once everybody went to one, right. Yeah, because everyone's on one and they're pretty well dominating anyway. You think that's a reason for them to shut it down? You think mission accomplished? No. I think they still have Mies. They still have that factory team. Why do you need two factory teams and three factory riders? You can do I mean, because as the, quote, factory team, they're probably going to win the championship again. Mies is not slowing down anytime soon. Like, yeah, Sammy
0: podiumed at the uh, Buffalo Chip. At the Buffalo Chip. Okay. And then Vander podiumed in Atlanta. So, yeah, at least 49, 48 of the Yeah, we're all Indians. And Wiles on a Cowie. Well, and you know, several times during the season, I was like, oh, look, the top 12 spots are Indians, whether it was the factory team or not. And Daytona
1: was, JD Beach was second on a Cowie, or on a Yamaha. Yeah. I mean, not to mention that we'll say 48 of the podiums were all Indians. How often were the top eight and the top 10 and, you know, all Indians? So they don't need two factory teams. They don't need to support anyone like that because their bikes are winning, and Zanotti's actually—you know what? Bauman might have been on an Indian when he won. Breyer, I don't think the brother was. I think he was pretty much on Kawasaki all year. He rode an Indian a lot of rounds. Did he? Yeah. I just didn't pay attention. Um, So Zanotti had an Indian. Estenson has two Indians. You know, they put J.D. Beach on a Yamaha, which, again, that might be a road racing deal with him. Um, but What round do you think uh, Bowman
0: won on the Indian? 16. So right before the Meadowlands? Right before Milwaukee. Or uh, oh, the, the Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota? Williams Grove? Williams Grove. I'll check that for you. Do you like how I'm fact-checking all this stuff? Right, I do. So Bronson, oh, Breyer was on a scout and yeah. so was Bronson. They were both on scouts. Oh, both of them were. And and Mies came in third on his scout. And Jake I, Johnson came in fourth on his scout. Yeah, wow. So <laughs> see,
1: that puts it back to over 50.
0: And Jared Vandercoy came in fifth on the Harley. And then the next one, two, three, four, <laughs> four spots is uh Indians. Indian again. So maybe they don't want a big factory team.
1: Maybe they're like, look, we have Meese, We have this factory rider. Or... Maybe they add one person on Mises team.
0: Yeah. You know, you don't have there's to a, have a three man team. There's a lot of possibility. They don't I mean the fact of the matter is right now,
1: they won the manufacturers' championship by a long by a landslide. They could technically drop Mises. They're probably still gonna win the championship. Hey, did Bronson
0: Bauman ride for Brad Baker that last <laughs> Maybe. Because interestingly I don't enough, think he did. I think someone else. Williams did. Grove Speedway, Bronson Bauman is on Indian motorcycle backed by Allstate Insurance. Maybe he did ride Baker's bike there. Yeah. Because Mies is on his Rogers Racing Indian motorcycle. Yeah. Bauman. Uh Briar Bauman. It's always funny to say B. Bauman because they're both the same. <laughs> Briar <Yeah. and> Right. <laughs> and I love when people say Brian Bauman. Like I, I, I to listen Bronson to Bronson and Briar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I used to listen to the show called The Dog House to be confusing. The Dog House. And they would always talk about Brian Bauman and Jaron Meese or something like that. That's pretty funny. But uh listen to this. Then there was also the uh, Indian motorcycle of Springfield came in ninth. The Indian Motorcycle of Oklahoma came in twelfth. So, yeah, you got all these independent. Uh, Carver's is Indian Motorcycle of Metro Milwaukee. Yeah, so you got all these, like, yeah, I guess you don't need a factory. You don't need to spend the factory bucks to get factory wins, really, if everybody's on a. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I'm not saying they are going to do that. I'm saying that they don't have to have a three-man team you know they could just go with their one team and one rider
0: yeah and and i think before i think what was really exciting about the 2016 season is i know you did have teams with like two two guys on them maybe uh but you didn't have like these big quote unquote like wrecking crews and stuff like that like i don't remember a lot of three man teams prior to this last showing you know as soon yeah. as the indian came out um, I do didn't Brad and Nicole and Jared do like a factory Harley Davidson thing on the when the XG's right before the XG's came out didn't they do like a factory thing or was am I just tripping was that just their little showcase of the XG right before it came out
1: That was a little showcase before it came out yeah That was for that like was actually Aspen an, X- it was actually an X Games ad Yeah for the first uh, X Games flat yeah, track they're thing. Doing it was the very very first gen yeah.
0: Um those bikes were weird. They were like very high tech and didn't work very well. Hmm. And I remember how cool they looked. And then when the streets came out, I was like, That it looked nothing like <laughs> Yeah. Uh so yeah, I mean that's flat track racing. We're we're an hour in, but I do want to say one more thing, and I and this is weird because I, I never watch I don't like sticking. Ball sports. I mean, I like soccer, I guess, and uh, I like Australian rules football because they basically play American football with, with no pads on. But I was watching the NFL this weekend, and I was like, you know what? Like, here's what. Here's what. I think maybe people have said this before about motocross too. Here's what racing needs in general to get a shot in the arm is that a lot of people i think ed Subius just uh, posted on his instagram the dodgers are playing the brewers he's a dodgers guy because he was born and raised here in la and he went to the dodgers games with old grandpa back in the day the Dollyers. and uh but now he lives in milwaukee so the brewers are his quote home team by default so he's like how how do i you know what do I do? So even for a guy that's a motorcycle guy, uh, stick and ball sports based on region, based on city, has a big sway, has a big swing. And I see it in the WIR, uh, you know, the, the Wisconsin guys versus the Chicago guys versus some of the maybe Canada guys that came down or whatever's north of Canada, uh, Snowistan. Um, you know, they have like regional battles sort of and it kind of works because you get the guys that are battling each other on the top 10 list all of a sudden they are crewing up you know they're what do you call that they're clicking up they're strapped they got their gats and they're ready to fire on uh i would i shouldn't make this joke because like so many people die every weekend in chicago but um but you know they're uh, the illinois guys and and versus wisconsin guys and it works you know what i'm saying like it's kind of cool to see people that are talking smack in one region all of a sudden become like this posse and they go down uh to another state or uh, a mutual raceway and they get together and i was thinking after watching the nfl and, and all the crazy stuff that goes into it and the advertising money and the way that these teams have money is by pooling resources based on incomes in these cities right like i wonder if racing if you like motocross the nations you have a international team in the isde you have an international team made up of like supposedly the top riders of that country you know what i'm saying and it's kind of cool if you're into that stuff i know a lot of people were pissed off this year because um team america took a big fat dump and uh, so did team puerto rico and (laughs) that's another story but what if like flat tracking instead of like teams cuz I think NASCAR has taken a dive now because it's become more of a behind the scenes soap opera and people are just like fed up with like all well, the Well it also got hard to follow. Yeah, people
1: oh, a they lot started of people throwing- lost interest with the car tomorrow um they had a lot of issues
0: i remember I mean, the chase to the race or something when that first started yeah. I, I was working They're with the dude that followed that. Of that yeah and i was like oh what's that And he's like well it's like a separate thing on top of it and i was like oh that doesn't make sense i think well and like you basically like the first half of the season you like
1: qualify for the chase and then you're in it and everyone's like kind of put back to zero it's a weird fucking deal yeah and, and it's it's complicated they've done it it's complicated they were doing it to make it more exciting and I don't think people have responded to it the way they hoped
0: Yeah, well it's like if you're winning something or your team's winning something and then all of a sudden you guys all get reset now if you're losing it then sure but that only gives like hope to the losers and like a real shot in the arm to the people that are always picking the wrong guy for their pool or whatever and I don't know I think they might have tried that also in monster cup I think there was a triple crown or some sort of weird cup inside monster cup uh arena cross that maybe even led to the arena cross going away like a lot of people were like why are you complicating it or messing it up or something like that but what if we had like uh you know how moto gp a lot of time some of the conspiracy theories come out because it's teams but you know lorenzo's helping marquez Even when they're on different teams, because they're countrymen, they're Spanish, you know. And I was thinking, well, what if Spain just had like a racing team? Like Spain would dominate because Spain has had consistently a lot of awesome riders. But so is Italy, and and it might get the U.S. if you were if it was not mandatory, but I mean, it might get more people to focus on young riders, you know. And so flat track too. I know it's already doing so good um, and getting better. And a lot of that has to do with other factors that we kind of been talking about. But what if you did um, putting more eyes on stuff and not just begging for a TV contract? You know, in between football on Sunday and I don't know lacrosse, college lacrosse on Wednesday or whatever. Like I feel like flat track's got. I've haven't watched it on TV because I don't have cable. But even people that do, how many are sticking around that haven't already watched it on Fan's Choice or something else? You know what I'm saying? I think. Part of the problem with doing it like that to a point
1: or at least like regional – so you're talking about like you would almost have regional teams. Yeah. What if you had regional teams? There's not enough riders and there's definitely not enough money to have teams in those areas. Um, But you do have some of that. I mean – like carvers from Illinois, right? And they got the the Fast Boys from Illinois, like little thing, right? So there's like the group of guys from Illinois are all like even if they don't actually know each other or <laughs> like hang out, they're all like yeah. the Fast Boys from Illinois or like you'll have like the West Coast Riders or whatever. Um interesting enough, do you know what does teams like that for racing speedway. It's huh. huge in Europe. Yeah. There's a few of them in, in England, there's a bunch in Poland and Sweden and Denmark. And oh yeah. All yeah. Like
0: Northeastern, I mean, Northern and well, Northern Europe is like rife with the speed. You can't, you can hit a tree and five speedway riders yeah, fall out. You more know what Eastern I mean? Europe. Yeah. Like
1: Poland and, and which Sweden's, I guess, North of there, but a lot of like around Poland, I think some of the better teams, cause that's where Hancock rides, um, That's where Luke Becker's at. England is known for like that's the kind of um, where the new guys from the states go. So it's kind of where the up-and-coming riders go um, to kind of cut their teeth. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, that'd be rad. So there are like legit teams. in weekly, they have team matches. You know? So it's it's team. So Speedway's big with like team riding. So you would have like four or five guys on a team. And every round would be two guys from each team. And then you would score points. So the idea is not to go out and win your heat. If your buddy's winning, you're trying to make yourself wide, still pull second, but not let anyone get around you to, you know, like it's maximum points is what you're looking for every round. Yeah. So it, it but it's big over there and it's how it's viewed over there. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard. I, I mean, like you said, there's 30,
0: 30 riders. That were on the the twins roster, and you would only need twenty five if he did like two man teams, and that's if every single state. I mean, because listen, like, does Nevada have a pro football team? I mean, you kind of have. Does Arkansas have teams a pro football for team? A lot of that. You, yeah, you've got Indian and
1: Harley have three man teams, but and you know, again, who knows what's going to happen next year? But you know, so they've got their three man teams. Estenson had a two man twins team. Um, Zanotti only had one, didn't they? Just Bauman? Or did they have a two-man team? Um, and then a lot of the other guys are independents. I mean, there's not enough teams that have the money to throw at it to support it. And like we talked about last week or the week before with like the hooligan stuff and the owner-rider kind of relationship with the bikes. like it, It's hard to have that. You know, for the entry level guys or the guys like kind of trying to make it who have their own stuff, you know, you're going to have a sponsor maybe. You know, and I guess maybe it could work like Hooligan, where like I have my own bike and I'm on Team Speed Merchant, even though I have my own personal bike and my bike's the one I ride. So they're just a sponsor, but then, you know, for the Harley Hooligan stuff, we call it Team Speed
0: Merchant. Yeah. So, you know, I guess maybe you could do that, but that kind of. Is weird like, with what the if, regional side. Like, of it, what if what if SoCal? Because listen, not every state has a pro football team. You know, I'm sure there's sure. more than twenty five. I'm sure that more than half you know, like the California states, has three or four. Well, that, that's the thing I know. And like New York has like three or four, has like five or six, and then like Nebraska and Iowa has like zero. You know what I'm saying? But here's the deal: what if SoCal ha- had a racing team? Like, not let's not say hooligan, but let's say flat track. Period. And I'm sure that there would be like a lot of guys like Johnny Lewis is down here. And I'm sure guys would move here for that. And even if they had like a hooligan, like sub team or something, like, would you go out? Would you try to, (coughs) pardon me, qualify for that? Would you? I'm sure you would, right? So if there was like a, a Southern California,
1: like team. Hey. Yeah. And if they had like a, a hooligan- if they had like hooligan riders too, yeah. I mean, we kind of do that already. Let's like, say they have we've hooligan. talked about the Bama boys on the show. Yeah. You know, there's the Wisconsin guys that that ride. I mean, the way Hooligan is, it's kind of
0: regional anyway. Yeah,
1: there you go. So, I mean, you know, and when we all go to Flat Out Friday and
0: stuff, you know, I I don't know. All the guys from Wisconsin are like, look mad, dog, and you eating cheese curds. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, let me wipe off my tan, buddy. They're mad because I'm out eating them on cheese curds. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nobody eats cheese curds and drinks beer like us Wisco kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean... Because I... imagine how many people you could get from Paris, Southern California Flat Track Association, uh already for a singles class and then imagine like I'm sure there's a bunch of dudes that are good enough or that would move here to be part of a three man SoCal flat track team AFT and then NorCal obviously a lot of guys are already up there you, they'd be probably fighting each other some yeah, of them move just, down here it's you just know
1: funding of and I mean unless your your county's behind it you're not going to get funding to be like LA county whatever
0: you know, I mean it and would be
1: where like some football teams do it but, no, they no, but sell I'm saying, out
0: stadiums. I know, but I'm just saying like let's let's get to that point I guess, you know, like obviously it's not there. But I'm just I mean, saying what if we did regenerate? the same team? with you know
1: NASCAR they have teams, you know? I mean, you know Roush has how many different drivers?
0: So they and they what they, if Roush was a California team though and they could pit they against Do you think more people would watch if they knew California versus New York for this race? You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. No, because I don't think people give a shit where they're from when it's racing.
1: Why do they give a shit when it's football then? Because the fucking state your tax dollars pay for it. Like in Wisconsin, they give a shit because they literally own the team. Yeah, I, I mean it's and it's called uh, I the I mean Milwaukee Bucks, the Los Angeles the Milwaukee Vikings, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim.
0: Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> well, I mean like we have the Lakers, I'm not the Lakers. The Lakers and the Chargers fighting each other out there on the soccer pitch. We have the uh the Rams and the Chargers now. Yeah and the lakers and i think we had the and clippers, the 49ers for a bit.
1: and the raiders, right? We have four football teams. No, i'm just saying
0: LA period. Yeah, yeah. And we had the raiders. Yeah, are you making a joke because like every LA fan is a raiders fan? I don't know. Dude. And then
1: for baseball we have
0: <laughs> the dodgers and the angels. Yeah. And uh, but i'm just saying we we literally have two LA football teams right now and it's a big deal. Two and, basketball teams. Yeah, i was saying we have two. We do have the uh, clippers, right? Are, the, are yeah. they still LA? And um, you know why does it? Why do people care when they go to Texas to play? Why would people even travel over to Texas to watch them play? Why do people in Texas I bet care? Not if very fa-
1: many do. The people in Texas are going to watch the Texas team.
0: Yeah, right. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you're just talking about way more people watching. Yeah, I guess that's what my thing is. Is like, would flat track be bigger? Would it grow to the size of football? That's that was my question to myself. Is like, why did fo- I mean football and baseball started? Like flat track did, though, like anything did, like NASCAR did out in a field somewhere, right? I think the reason that stuff is so popular is accessibility. Because all you have to have is a stick, a bat, and a. Yeah.
1: Your I mom's mean, people old People love event. baseball because when you're a kid, you play catch with your dad. Yeah. Right? When I was a kid, I went racing with my dad. But, you know, that's why so many people are fascinated. For a fucking $2 baseball, you can fall in love with a sport and watch it your entire life. Or a lot of it, you know, a lot of people like college sports because that's the school they went to, so they rooted for that team, and they're still into it even though they haven't been to college in 40 years.
0: Yeah. And you know what sucks is to be like a pro snowboarder. It costs about a 1000 bucks to get all the gear and the lift passes for the year and all that stuff when you're a little kid and then it might go up as you get older and start doing it more. Motorcycle? Fucking... Yeah, eight grand for a YZ250F starter motocross bike for a starter. You know, well, you don't start on a YZ250, but I'm saying like YZ125, YZ80s are not much cheaper. Yeah, it's Plus like helmet and boots. Yeah, and, that's yeah. the biggest. That's the equipment. It, like, yeah, it's just that's not even race fees and training and practice yeah. and all
1: that. And I think one of the ways NASCAR is left was people don't like car people and motorcycle people you know for the most part people that ride on the street they go to track days on road courses you know there's not very many people that take out their semi modded civic and run an oval with it yeah um you know that's why people like drag racing too is because they have A 1993 Camaro that they've done a little work to, and they ran it at Irwindale on Thursday. So they fucking love drag racing. Yeah, yeah. Because they've done it, even though they haven't done anything like pro drag racing. So, you know, I think flat track is hard because, and and not every fan is like that, don't get me wrong, but I think it's hard because not as many people have done it as a sport. And you tend to, you know, that's when I started getting into flat track, is because I was racing flat track. You know, I'm still in speedway, but when I like really started getting speedway, I was racing speedway. Um, <clears throat> and I've kind of lost track of like Moto America, AMA, and, and Moto GP because I don't road race. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess I never did road race, but still, and mostly for that because it's just hard to find when the races are. But, you know, it, it's. That's why people love football and basketball and baseball because they played them in middle school. They played it in high school. It's something that's offered in gym class. Um, and you don't have to be good at it, but you need a $10 ball and you can play it.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's why motorcycling will be a niche lifestyle and a niche sport is because it's uh there is a slight barrier to entry you have to have the space you have to have the equipment you have to have uh, and, I mean, parents that are willing to watch yeah, you break I mean leg. even
1: if it's not you know I I bet every single person that tunes into fans choice has at one point in their life owned a motorcycle like there's not or 99% there's not that many people that are like I mean there are car racers that are like oh yeah I like motorcycle racing too because it's racing I like racing but most people that watch a sport that's niche like that it's because they've done it or they at least ride motorcycles or whatever.
0: And there's a lot of old Harley dudes that show up
1: because of sure. Harley stunt but, show and And those old Harley dudes ride motorcycles.
0: But, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like you don't like you're saying you don't necessarily have to race. You just Yeah,
1: you don't necessarily have to race, but you are going to be, you know, I bet 99% of them ride motorcycles. The ones that don't ride motorcycles are into car racing also. You know, they're into racing. They're into motor sports. So, you know, I've I never followed it, but I've watched boat racing because it's racing. racing. Yeah. You, know you know what I mean? My like, favorite
0: this is gonna sound weird, not to get off topic, but my favorite type of racing is those little sprint boats that go like on those weird tight courses where the one guy is just going like this and the other guy have you ever seen those? Oh in the mud? Yeah. Uh, yeah. they have no well yeah those are the little boats
1: and they also have the um those crazy tractors that race through that stuff too
0: oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Dude, I, where did Dude, they, those little those boats are, are like just like just this, in georgia or and something. they just like turn on the instant like yeah. i seen the, the, i seen those in australia but those mud boat those mud, mud truck mud ball they have like oh, the jeep class and then they have this crazy outlaw class and they have like eight foot tall tires on yeah. some of them yeah and then they i think the boats run the same events Maybe yeah, you could be right. You could be it's right. It's like the dirtiest, muddiest yeah. water. Most of the ones I've it. seen are overseas, but uh, yeah, I know they All do I, some domestic. I've seen a
1: lot here. Yeah, because I remember like Dave Dis- Dave Despain announcing that stuff. Rad.
0: That would be fun. It's probably only in Alabama. Uh,
1: yeah. J R in.
0: Where else are you? Uh, <laughs> where else are you going to find some mud like that? Except for uh, Alabama. I don't know. They got some crazy mudding in like
1: Oregon and weird places too. But
0: I've anywhere, where, uh, anywhere reason. but California, baby. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I guess my, my dream was, uh, I was just wondered why we don't do team racing and it's kind of a dumb idea now that I think about it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for kind of <laughs> setting us straight. Cause once I heard well, you, once I, mean, I heard it coming out of someone else's <clears> mouth, I was like, yeah, that's why it's it not
1: really matter. a dumb idea. It's already done, but they also don't treat it like a team like Brian yeah. Smith and Brad Baker. We're going to go at it. Oh yeah. They weren't out. I mean, were they
0: helping each other? Maybe a little bit, but not really. You know, I mean, that was the other thing I didn't mention, but I was thinking is that how would you if it is going to be a team sport? How are you gonna you're gonna block somebody or well, run interference? Then like you roller to, derby, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. like roller derby. So that's how 200 Speedway 200.
1: gets away with it. Is it's a point system, and it doesn't matter if you as a rider win like a heat anyway. Even a main, the main might be I don't even know if the mains are worth more points. I think they just do twenty heats, and then they add up all your points. And there's a couple things like they have a joker card which i think doubles your points for the round but like each team gets like one so you like pick your best rider, and you look at all the heats and you're like okay he's got the best chance of winning this one we're gonna give him that he's gonna get double points but that's like weird little game stuff that yeah, yeah. they do but it's basically a scored um i think it's four three two one right or four three two zero i don't know maybe four two one zero anyway they score it and at the and the team with the most points wins yeah. you don't know and there's like goddamn like 30 races or something that are like 20 oh is there 20? Yeah, 20 oh heats. man so on a normal speedway night i think they do 16 and then they'll do concis and mains and stuff to make it like more racing and that's an individual sport like saturday at costa mesa was the national championship you know you score points and then depending on your number of points you go to a consi or you go to the main or whatever but team racing is not i mean it. it I don't want to say it doesn't matter if you win or lose, but if your teammate's in first and you're in second, it doesn't matter if you get up to first. And that's not the way that AFT works. Like your points, it's not like every team is allowed two riders. And not that it couldn't be done this way, but it's not like Factory Indian was allowed two riders, right? And then you would, they don't, in Team Speedway, they don't crown an individual winner at the end of the day. There's no, like, Greg Hancock won this event because he didn't. He may have won Heat 20, but he didn't win the event because there was no main event. It was 20 rounds, all for points. And at the end, hopefully, you know, in that case, like, his team wins.
0: That's kind of cool. I get You know, if Michael Locke makes too many changes here, if they really do go to the semis and mains format to, for time or whatever they're saying, or maybe they're going to do semi and maybe they're going to do heats, the end of the previous round, I don't know how they're, what they were talking about, and I don't know if that was just something that I saw, because I, I, to be honest, this was is, it, it's unfounded.
1: Uh, so he came from NASCAR, right? And he kind of left them as they were falling apart? I don't think he came from NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, he did somehow. Did he? He had some connections to NASCAR.
0: Huh. Okay. I thought he was from England, from some something in England, it had to do with
1: maybe auto racing over there. He maybe like that. did that first, and I think came over and did some NASCAR. Huh. Not that he was responsible for NASCAR falling apart. I think... NASCAR as a whole is responsible for them falling apart.
0: Uh, They've been falling apart for a little bit, but yeah. yeah, If he, I'm just saying, if he does try to get too crazy, pretty soon I can see people want. Sounds
1: bad, but you know what people want to see in racing? Crashes. That's true. And the more you, you know, and I get it for AFT. Like obviously, it's a rider on a motorcycle. You don't want people getting hurt, but you know they they say well. And I say like don't run so many miles But look what happened to Brad Baker Was on a fucking tenth mile
0: so who knows Yeah I mean it's It's all Yeah there's so many factors that go into it and Yeah hey let's take a quick break real quick I want to wrap up the racing We're already uh, a little over an hour in And uh, we'll come back and uh, Talk finish up racing and get on to Another segment What's the matter You can't trust that pickle as far as you can throw it Well, now with Klopman's, kosher dills have never tasted more fresh. Yes, made of 100% kosher dill in their own secret recipe brine, Klopman's will give you the energy you need to get out there and ride it like you stole it. Klopman's, the official pickle of motorcyclists everywhere. All right, and we are back. And to wrap up the racing, uh, I just wanted to say that I know... Uh, our friends in the north—they're already complaining about the rain and how much it's raining up there in Wisconsin. So I can only imagine we got a little bit of rain here. So I imagine that it's just like pouring buckets down on them there. But uh, fortunately, they were they were able to finish up the racing. Um, and September 29th. Here's what I have. I don't think I I don't think I mentioned September 29th uh, before, but. Um, I think I mentioned like the right before this last round, who was standing and where, so here we go. The final points came out like this, and it was pretty close down to the last uh the last race. Eric Hansen, who we don't have on our w y r top ten writers' page because they kind of changed the list a little bit this year uh toward the end there he uh had twenty seven points, so maybe Eric wants to send us his uh writer profile we 'll stick it up on creative writing creative writing.com and you can check out the WIR top 10 writer profiles on our more tab on our page uh chris sink coming in second with 21 points michelle mankiewicz who was last year's top 10 winner but they did the they did the call outs and everything a little bit different she uh, came in third with 18 points so just a little bit behind sink uh dave burkholz who's another one that i don't recall from our list uh coming in fourth 17 points right behind him dustin durant that's what happens when you cut your hair off dustin you start losing races my friend uh oh, no. yeah yeah, Samson and Delilah, right? i glad I still have mine then. Yeah. You're going to start winning, my friend. Uh, Mike Bell uh, with 14 points. Aaron Shu, who was our last year Solstice Slam winner. Uh, with 13 points, Preston Knipple. I pronounced the K finally, buddy, because I know you hate it when I call you Preston Nipples. Uh, six points, Jason Golmeyer, who had a crash early in the season, uh, with five points, and I don't think he came back to race. And I hope you're doing better, Jason. Uh, also, one of the founders, actually, of the WR Top 10, sitting uh, with five points down toward the bottom. Jake Roberts with four points. Scott Pearson with three points, tied with Jake Ross and Bo Jangles with the uh, three points apiece there. And coming in last place, Thomas Daly. Thomas, it can only go up from here, buddy. So uh, you'll definitely beat Golmeyer next year. <laughs> so keep on uh, going. It sounds like you only made it out to a couple of uh, rounds. But um, they want to thank their sponsors 920 motorsports nitrous chris motorsports Redbeard productions cold beer racing tt's earth and body fast lane racing how family racing great lakes door slammers and the teaching lady who i assume is michelle stanky Pits. all right well wir i'm looking forward to next year uh i'm gonna stick the rules that they put up for um this year up there so that we can have a little archive of how it's been going. 16 and 17 basically had the same rules. They changed them a little bit for this year and we'll see what they do for next year. They're already having lots of conversations, uh, about how it should be run and what was good and what was bad. If you want to go check it out, go to Facebook, look up WIR's top 10 bikes and comment in the, uh, if you, you know, maybe you've run some races, maybe you've run a little drag series at your strip and you got some good ideas for them. Go check them out on the fart book. I mean Facebook. All right. Let's uh get into our second segment. Can you believe it? We're like almost all the way through the show. We are just not getting to our second segment. So we might have a lot for next show. Uh so here we go. Let's uh get our little intro music in here. All right. Five second rule. So wiggins. I recently listened to a really good podcast. I pretty much have quit listening to almost every motorcycle podcast that I used to listen to. I, and, I pretty well have two. Yeah, and I've been listening to uh, a bunch of other informative podcasts, which is why I'm going to change directions with creative you writing. Don't listen to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to change directions with creative writing and make us actually a uh, a schooling podcast that you'll learn something at least on every uh, every episode. How's that? Sure. Um, well and well what are we learning today, brain? I don't know. Well today we're gonna to learn about the five second rule and this came from Stuff You Should Know. They did a whole episode on the five second rule. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Five seconds. Did you hear that? Five seconds. <laughs> I did. You can drop something on the floor and is it is the five second rule real? Well what they found is that the, technically as soon as it hits the floor if it's wet technically as soon as it hits the floor so you drop that piece of cheese or salami or a uh, spaghetti noodle that's cooked yeah five seconds uh already it's the uh, the contamination has begun yeah. but if it's dry the harder and drier it is so like an old stale cookie <laughs> you find it under the couch you may actually be able to grab that a week later blow it off i mean I like floor seasoning, but you guys can blow your cookies off if you want and uh, eat it and it'll have much less uh, bacterial contamination than stuff that's, you know, wet stuff that's been dropped on the floor. And the longer it's on the floor, the more contaminated it's going to get. So the five second rule, should you eat something that you dropped on the floor? Maybe. You could get away with it, but- That's just your excuse for being dirty eating Mm -hmm. stuff on the floor. Listen, my excuses are, this is my life. Uh, So- I, I thought about. Wouldn't it be kind of fun to talk about parts on motorcycles that should obey the five second rule? Of hey, not literally drop it on the floor, but you use that part already. Should you be using it again? And I've got a, a list of parts here that most people probably don't replace, um, and probably should. Well, it's recommended to, but can you get away with it? So I'm not going to bag on anybody. I'm not going to get down on you if you reuse parts and if you you know take. A cover off and put it back on without replacing the gasket but i am gonna tell you that most of that stuff the dealer uh recommends or not the dealer the uh, the factory recommends that you do something about that you replace it or whatnot and i'm gonna ask Wiggs, uh do you have any parts that you use that you think is okay to reuse but but you're not sure or you damn well know that you're supposed to and you still do it anyway
1: yeah i mean
0: the bike that I touch the
1: most is a race bike, so it gets different treatment um, like i I actually don 't like reusing uh, clips on on master clips on master links on a chain, but technically too, like all my sport bikes have a pin type master link, and my race bike has a clip type um, you know and to me every time it 's on and off, it gets beat up and stretched out and moved around, and you know i 'm sure it 's a good spring steel but um, I don't really like reusing them. However, on the race bike, I do because the chains on and off a lot more often. Um, another one is the like the copper washer on a drain plug. I reuse mine all the time. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, you got to replace it every time." I'm like, "I don't. I I, I don't. <laughs> I tighten it up." Um, a trick with um, some gaskets too. Sometimes, like if it's a a gasket that you take on and off a lot, like, say you're changing, like, on a Harley, a primary cover, for some reason, it comes on and off a lot. They really don't, not even on the race bike, but, um, you can always, like, wipe a little oil on the gasket on one side, and it'll, hopefully it won't stick to the other side of the motor, and it'll still seal. But again, you're not supposed to reuse that stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's a big thing, and I'm with you there on the oil, you know, the oil pan bolt. Most stuff, most times you're it's recommended there's a crush any crush washer actually yeah i mean uh, for if you do a brake line all the yeah. all the washers on a brake line on the banjo bolts yep um i had that was my thing on here was the uh the banjo bolt uh or well brake line washers i put uh the brake rotor bolts you're actually a lot of times once you take those off they're torque to spec on once once and done because you don't want to no one changes those. No, uh, that's what I'm saying. Nobody changes those. Uh the oil pan washer Yeah. I don't even think I have one on my bike. I think it's just it's like part of the uh the thing, you know. <laughs> so it's like and then Brian Viffer's uh you know, VFR over here has a Fumoto tap on it. So it's it's awesome. No no bolt needed. Um brake line washers like Wigan said, you're always supposed to replace those. Do you? No. Does anybody? No.
1: <laughs> Does anybody <laughs> but do But I tell you what, I do replace every single time if you have uh and this is also has to do with the level of maintenance involved to getting to it, but if you have parts like a, a the wrist pin clip and a piston.
0: Oh You, yeah. you never
1: reuse that. And it, the thing is they're probably fine, but You don't want to find out because they're real expensive. Like on a Harley, if your primary gasket leaks, it's like, oh, well, primary gasket leaks, okay. I got a couple uses out of it. I can put one on it. Like you have a drip. Same with the oil drain plug washer. Um, On a brake, I guess you're going to lose braking, but squeeze the lever twice and it will pump up and you hopefully won't die and then you can replace it. But again, like they don't seem to leak. (laughs) You know, I mean – so yeah, you, I you think, replace the copper washer on the oil after four or five or ten times. Yeah, but not every time.
0: Yeah, and spark plugs the same. Like, oh yeah, you torque it down. That washer crushes. Like you're not.
1: Yeah, we you, don't replace those washers.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah. I. T- what about when you need to check something? On you, your purpose, like when I do something, rebuild the carb, and I want to make sure the plug looks good. And you run up and down the street, and you take it out, and you look at it, and you put it back in. You know, yeah. or something happens. I've taken my plug out and put it back in a few times mm-hmm. without replacing it, even though the washer was crushed and, uh, you know, but also, um, oil seals, a lot of times on the Harley Davidson, um, the shift shaft, like the, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like the shifter, yeah, the, the shifter, sh- the-
1: the shifter goes, oh sorry, I
0: turned up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you.
1: <laughs> the shifter goes like through the primary. So there's a little rubber seal around that.
0: Yeah. I've seen dudes at the, um, at the dealerships and they have those up on the wall like they just have a 10 of them kicking it up there because every single time they go ahead and pop that sucker pop a new one on and they're not reusing that and that thing you you might do something you might make an adjustment or uh have to set up like mock it up and slip it on and you something's not right, you pull it off, they don't even bother slipping it back on. They just throw that sucker away and pop a new one on. And it's, uh, I forget the part number, but I could tell you the part number. It's like 10052A or something like that, like something like that. But also the other one that you might reuse, uh, let me know. Um, exhaust clamps and seals. A lot of time those are labeled as non-reusable, but I guarantee... That uh, people are reusing those left and right. What about you? Oh yeah, yeah, I reuse my exhaust seals all the time. Wigs, you saying? Are you okay? Yeah, I gotta go pee real quick. I'll be right back. All right, we'll uh, we'll let Wigs go pee real quick. <laughs> oh dang it! I just faked like I was you for five seconds, uh, but um, but yeah, you know, exhaust seals. A lot of times, people pop the muffler off and or the, you know, the header off and there's a little seal in there and you're supposed to replace it along with any clamps that clamp the muffler, which is stupid because those are usually nothing more than glorified hose clamps, but supposedly they're non-reusable. And I guess it's because of emissions dangers, exhaust leak dangers, heating and expansion. And so it's not going to, once you crack it off there, when you torque it back on, you're not going to it's been heated and expanded, gone through heat cycles, so it's not going to go back to its normal thing. You're supposed to just put a new one on there. And uh, some people design stuff to be um, non-reusable. There's a lot of hose, uh, fuel hose clips. I know Harley Davidson used to have those clamp ones that that clamp. uh they're, they even say HD on it. They're these little. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Those are not reusable. Yeah, you can't
1: reuse. Well, them. you can, but no, they're really not good to reuse because you have to pry them apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And there's some body clips sometimes that you'll find that are mm-hmm. made, they self-destroy or they're so, uh... Kind of fragile. Anyway. Yeah, like once you, they're brittle And from there, exposure. And a lot of the body
1: clip stuff for cars, like it's meant to go in and then and it kind of locks yep. in. So to get them out, you destroy those locks. Yeah.
0: A, lo- a lot of times moldings and stuff will come with new clips because they know you're going to break them to get them out because exactly what he said. They have specific like lips on them to hook into, uh... A seam and they don't come out um anything else like here's a, here's another thing here's an interesting thing that i i've never changed on spamila and i've never really taken other bikes apart enough because i've never really kept them that long but the head bolts like you know head bolts stretch over time and all the internal pressures of the pistons and everything going up and down and apparently uh and you know you might find a little leak in between your your uh, cylinder in the head if it's a uh, and the cylinder in the case if it's not part of the case and sometimes that's because the head bolts will st- or you know the bolts that hold everything together will stretch and apparently you're not supposed to those are also like the heat or exhaust clamps they their heat you know basically they've gone through heat cycles because the engine heating and so they go through this natural stretch and you're not supposed to replace those or uh, reuse those but i've never replaced mine and they have brass washers that are probably crush washers on the top too I'm probably doing a double dirty on that one but uh I don't think anybody like you know if you if there's something like your foot peg that you have to take off to get like a side cover off or something you're probably not supposed to reuse like a lot of that crap but I guarantee everybody does Yellow. yeah a lot of those clips yeah a lot of a lot of foot pegs don't have bolts they have a little C clip on them yeah. a little uh I don't know if all that, yeah, so it's just it's funny the five second rule what does it apply to? email the show creative writing dot uh creative writing podcast at gmail dot com and let us know what part you damn well know you're supposed to be replacing, but you don't do it anyway are you you one of the uh the five second rulers? you pick up the cookie and eat it, huh do you reuse that part you're not supposed to uh let us know, and also maybe uh you're maybe something that you were supposed to replace. You didn't. And it led to a spooky spoke episode where you almost died, or you got stranded out in the middle of nowhere because, uh, yeah oh you know what my um because your battery died i yeah god and i still uh haven't done anything with spamlet and i'm gonna tell you about that in a second but you know what I, i'm guilty of having reused a cotter pin super it was a really high strength one because it didn't snap most of them snap when you like bend them back and i was in a pinch i was out of town and uh i replace cotter pins all the time
1: with safety wire. Yeah, there you go. When that was like coming out of your mouth, it was not what I was expecting you to like Oh, are you? I, you're like, you know, all, I, uh, I reuse condoms too. And oh, I yeah. I, like, reused, I don't know. That's just you like just, you didn't you even get that far.
0: I say the ca and you're like, oh, God, no. Yeah, I flip inside out the uh, cotter pin. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I've i only reused condoms once I have and I have two kids, so... <laughs> um, yeah, so cotter pins I've had to reuse in a pinch. I didn't have anything to hold, and I was scared the you know the nut is a castle nut with a hole. and I was scared it was going to back off. But um, yeah, let us know. Email creativewritingpodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, while you're at it, do that, and then email a spooky spoken. All right, next segment. All right, we're back. It's the last segment of the, the night. I, I don't think we're going to make it through uh, these other ones here, so I'm glad I didn't tell you what was coming up after the break because uh, we're not going to make it that far. We have 20 minutes left of the show, and I think we can get through this. We have a listener named Jay, and uh, you might know her from uh, when Liza came down. Liza was giving her such shit about her Harley because her Harley was always having troubles here and there. And, uh, yeah, so... I don't know, Liza was telling her about the quality of it and don't buy Harleys and this and that because she'd gone through wheel bearings or something like that. But now she's gone through just about every other goddamn part of this bike. So uh, this is a while ago she sent me this um, in July. Speaking of things flying off Harleys, be on the lookout for a passenger pillion somewhere on the 5 North. So her passenger pillion flew off um, was one thing. Her wheel bearings had gone bad and Liza was talking to her about that. And I don't know, there's a thing with people over torquing wheel bearings anyway, that could be a self-inflicted wound, but also taking it to dealers. One of the things Dave said heart for Hargreaves from a Cerberus, now Lhasa, he was always bagging on Harley dealerships because a lot of times they get out the impact and just torque it down on that. So depending on where you take it actually. And um, he's, he had a few different harley's come into his shop with like marks on the axle nut where he's like dude this was like way over torqued you could look you can tell so really uh,
1: i'm gonna call bs on that you can't over torque an axle nut and ruin bearings if the spacer and the side inside of the wheel is correct
0: that's
1: true. Well, like what a lot be able of people to. do is like there's that distance, and they the bearing it that spacer's a little bit loose in there, and then it puts a side load on the bearing, and you'll trash bearings that needs to be just a few thousandths wider. So the bearings actually press up against that and hold that tight. So when you tighten the axle down, there's no side pressure on the bearings, yeah. And then you could tighten the axle down,
0: i mean, tighter than the threads would hold. And you're not going to... What about this, too? What about Harleys don't have side uh, center stands, so you tighten it so hard that the front wheel wouldn't turn if it was up on the center stand, but you never know that because there's no center stand, and you just ride off. I mean, you're squeezing the bearings from all sides, right? No. Again, if that spacer's right, you can't over-tighten it Hmm. because you're going to
1: tighten all the spacers and pull everything tight, but there's no side load on the bearing if that center spacer's correct.
0: Yeah. If that Well, the spacers, spacers only small, only press on the inner race of the bearing, too. They don't pay, press the on the face. The axle only pushes on the inner race of the bearing. Yeah. That's the whole point. I mean on the side, the outside. The spacers don't touch the face of the bearing to squish There's nothing it.
1: on the face. There's a rubber seal on the face.
0: Yeah. They push on that inner
1: race, and they yeah. push it in against that inner spacer. So it doesn't matter how tight it is. As long as the spacers are correct, yeah. you cannot over-tighten the axle and trash the bearings. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe she just had crappy bearings or the spacer could have been wrong too. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're probably mass produced and put in super quick. Like when I put my wheels together that are on my bike, like we like measure everything and kind of put it together, put one side in, drop the spacer in and then measure again. And I think we do like five or six thousandths wider. So that way the bearings actually, the outer race actually doesn't press all the way against the lip of the hub yeah but that doesn't really matter it's still pressed in it's still not going to move but then when you tighten everything down it still spins freely
0: yeah yeah there you go a little yeah. bit a little bit of clearance in there uh so her bearings have gone out i want i don't remember if she said twice or not she was wanting to she's learning dank coolies. and so i told her to make sure her belt tension was good and her hub dampers were not uh, rickety And then I said, cover your rear brake. (laughs) So I don't know if she's really been doing that. I think she was just kidding. But now she, uh, the seat, she just recently posted that the seat uh, nut kit, like the little nut kit for the seat, um, stripped out. And then somebody was like, yeah, mine's stripped out too. Like for some reason, it appears that Harley has uh, problems with those. If you. Get over torqued or over tightened or something. I didn't, I couldn't tell what shit. she was
1: nut kit for the seat. So the yeah. one nut that holds the seat down yeah. to the fender.
0: Yeah. And there's like sometimes there's like a mounting boss on the other side of it. I think your yeah. year only had like one, but on the newer ones, there's like an underside thing. Mine's too. got
1: a nut on the bottom because race bike, but my Dinah's got like the nut that it's like, uh, there's a round hole in the fender with like a
0: little slot in it. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what got messed up her little thing on there. Somebody else's she did, too. She could have cross threaded it could have been i mean that's you and Maybe are over it
1: right. across it it's not made out of fucking pop can aluminum yeah so i mean it's also not grade eight super fancy yeah. steel either but it's I'm, a coated steel it doesn't rust it's got a little plastic clip to like hold it up and then when you snug it up it all lines up but you also have to make sure that it's lined up in the hole for the seat like the seat hole sits over it a little bit um If you're not lined up right, you could easily cross thread -thread it anyway. It's a quarter twenty, and you could over tighten it.
0: So a quarter twenty is how much it costs, by the way, from Harley Davidson.
1: By the way, I haven't found any. Which we've only covered two things. I haven't heard anything that's not mechanic error.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, on the seat, the pillion seat flying off may have been because of no. That's a
1: uh, if the. Depending how it is, it's either a suction cup pillion seat the way she's making it sound, and they fly off when people don't sit on them <laughs> or um her seat and passenger seat were like two separate pieces, and they kind of hook together and then have a bolt that go through it, and the bolt fell off, yeah so by the way, when you own a Harley, buy lots and lots of loctite
0: yeah i've heard I've heard that, so she recently redid her clutch now. And, uh, everything was looking good. And she just got her bike back from the dealership too. I don't know exactly what she got done to it, but her oil had some massive metal shavings in it. And I, I don't have the video available to me anymore, but I wish I could have shown you. There was some pretty big metal shavings and they were kind of brassy colored. So I said, which oil, uh, not the primary, the, uh, uh the my, main, main, motor oil? Yeah, main motor oil, cause that that's is, what I said. That is
1: no bueno.
0: Yeah, when she when I saw that, I was like, oh, dude, you just did your clutch, right? Did you check it? Like, It looks like it milled itself off. And she said, oh, yeah, no, my primary oil is separate from the engine oil, yeah. and this came from the engine side. And to be safe, I did open the primary to make sure the clutch was okay and there was no issue. So it's either an engine issue, top or bottom end, and I'm thinking transmission because the cam bearings are brass. And I said, well, I didn't want to mention bearings and bushings, but that color, to me, Says crank bearing and i'm not 100 percent sure on that because she just also did her clutch so i was like well maybe it's a maybe it's like a main um, shaft bearing but all
1: then on a sportster the rod bearings and the main bearings are all ball bearings so you're not gonna have any brass or copper yeah which a, a bushing bearing would be brass so or a babbit or whatever, but um it 's not going to be copper it 's going to be a brass or a silicon bronze or
0: whatever yeah. um, or so these bronze. are these are brassy in color, and yeah. yeah, I was looking at it, and I was like, you so know the what? cam bushings maybe yeah, that's what she said. Wait, what did she say? Uh, primary blah 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 blah, let me tell you what she said. All I can think of in there would be cam bushings she said i'm thinking transmission' cause the cam bushings are brass. And so I was just saying that makes no sense that they'd work their way all the way down to the bottom there.
1: Well, they're not the transmission and the cams are separate oil. The cams are in with the engine oil.
0: Yeah. She said, I'm thinking transmission cause the cam bushings are yeah, brass, that, but the cams are on the, Oh, okay. Sorry.
1: The new sportster, the transmission is in with the motor oil. I believe and mine is not mine. It was like a cassette tranny I could pull out when I took the primary part. Yeah. But the new ones, you have to split the cases.
0: Yeah. So it, she's thinking Cam. Cam bushings because. So pull
1: off the cam cover before you go very far.
0: That's what I said too. And I said, Did you. Here's the first thing I said. I said crank, but I couldn't remember. And then I pulled up a diagram of the crank. There's they a have, bunch of spacers and stuff. I don't know what they're made and out of. And there could be, yeah, there's a lot of like thin cam spacers. I wonder how many miles are on the bike and how old it is. Yeah. And I asked her, Did she have any rod knock or knocking from the bottom end? Like, was there anything that says like crank or like. Tranny, like what is there? And I said, uh, when you had your primary off, did you wiggle the crank? Um, because there's bearings or spacers on the primary, and if it wiggles at all or there's any play, maybe there's a fairing bailing, but or failing bearing, not bailing, but uh, you're right. I mean, everything is on a friggin' a ball bearing and some needle bearings. And let me think what are the, there's some huge bearings in there, there's also some skinny, like really skinny weird needle bearing looking things but i can't think of anything that's like on a bushing style bearing or like what you would call like a like an old school bearing like a
1: yeah you know, a bushing
0: yeah but she says there's a tiny bit of wiggle in the clutch basket is that attached to the crank on the other side or is it the stator well the stator attaches to the the crank on but again, all that's going to be in the primary
1: oil yeah so yeah
0: it doesn't matter if and the clutch basket is attached
1: to the transmission, but the front, there's a compensator subprocket in the front. Yeah. Um, if there's like wiggle back, like in and out with that, your crank, your whole crank might be moving, which isn't good.
0: Um, That's what I told her. I said, wiggle, see if the stator, and I said, right behind that, yeah, on there's a the tranny. There's a few. I think there's some little spacers in there. Yeah, there are. And they I don't know what they're made out could, of. Th- th- yeah. I don't know if I'm they would really show up sure, as brass or steel or
1: if they're a brass or a bronze um, so i told her to wiggle the sprocket i pull the cam cover that'd be my first yeah,
0: the cam cover and the sprocket cover are like right there all on the same side you pop that off you start looking well, in the there the sprocket cover is
1: not going to do anything it just uncovers the sprocket
0: yeah i know but you could wiggle that and see if there's play in the doesn't it right on the main shaft oh yeah it does on the on the main and i can't i can't remember if there's bushings and in I there i think on that one the tranny
1: oil would be the same as the engine oil.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure on that one. On that for that particular part. So I said that because I can't. But remember she what had. Did, she
1: said she had the dealer change the oil or she changed the oil?
0: Yeah. No, no, no. She she just changed the oil. Um. And then here's what she sent me today. I haven't seen this I just yet. I saw
1: a motor, at, uh, eight eight
0: three for one of those for like nine hundred bucks. Nice. There you go, Jay. And. and Take your gas cap off, drive a new Harley underneath and slap it on because this one's been giving you trouble after trouble. So here's what she sent me today. I have not read this yet. So this is the first time for you and I. It says, ooh, you'll discuss it on the show. I feel famous, LOL. I wish I wasn't famous for a bike that constantly has mechanical failures. People keep telling me that sporties are supposed to be indestructible, bomb proof yet here I am ready to throw a bomb at it. And she says she went to see if the stator side wiggles. There's zero wiggle on that side. Uh, I read online that someone had a similar issue with the bearing failure in the gearbox and that's why I wanted to wiggle the sprocket, you know, to see if it, because it sits on the main shaft, I think. And right after they removed the engine compensator nut that was on the shaft that the stator's on, it requires 250 pounds of torque. Is it possible that when removing that nut, something on the other side, like the cam bushing, got fucked? Um, For Wiggins, here you go, Wiggs. It's a 2016 XL1200X. She bought it with 1,200 miles on it. Stator and voltage regulator was replaced by a local dealer two weeks ago. Soon after that, she upgraded the clutch basket hub and the plates. She had an exploding spring plate from earlier this year that created grooves in the basket. Uh, no work or upgrades had ever been done on the cams or inside the engine. The bike has a Bassani Road Rage exhaust, Arlenes Stage 2 air filter, and it has the Vanson Heinz FP3 tuner that you love so much and, and cherish. I don't, I mean, there's really no way to damage a cam bushing
1: if it's not been. Apart on that side.
0: Yeah, what did she say right here? They removed the engine compensator nut that sits on the shaft that the stator's on and it requires two hundred fifty pounds of torque. Yeah, it requires a big impact. And doesn't that ride on the crank? That rides yeah, on
1: the crank. That's on the crank, the compensator sprocket and the compensator nut.
0: And the crank bearings. There's nothing in the middle because uh, the flywheel's are, yeah. So Those are ball bearings
1: and unlike a car like the the rod bearings are also ball bearings. Yeah, what I'm thinking
0: a, of here's what they're called is the journal bearings. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. It's you know it's like a brass sleeve but Oh they yeah, don't, have but it bearings. doesn't it's got yeah. it's got roller bearings yeah, in the rods. Yeah. Basically rollers, yeah. needles, balls, all that great stuff. Um so uh there has been no work or upgrades have ever been done on the cams or inside the engine. Um, she changes the oil and the filter every six to 10,000 miles. Uh, she's been using Motul 7100T 20W50 oil. Do you have any opinions on that? Because I know a lot of people have an oil opinion.
1: <laughs> oh, um, Motul's good shit. I just like when people run. Um they're like I only buy Harley oil, yeah, because I don't think Harley owns a refinery, so that's funny to me.
0: Yeah, she for the primary side she used Redline Shockproof, but switched to Formula Plus when she did the clutch upgrade. Symptoms Redline's nothing. also good oil. Yeah, um, I never heard of it. I don't know why I said yeah. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> yes, Wiggins, I agree. Yeah, and Motul's good oil. Um, so here's the here's the rundown. Nothing, no weird noises. It's been running fine since I got it back from the dealer two weeks ago and also was running even smoother after I upgraded the clutch. She just had grooves in the clutch basket from the spring plate blowing out, I guess. Grenading on her. So I do ride a wee bit, shall we say, on the aggressive side, but I never do burnouts or crazy wheelies. Yeah, yeah, she's small. I also, uh, it shouldn't really affect
1: the inside of the bike, and my bike's the same way. But here's the killer roach.
0: Here's the killer. This last, this last little text box might say something. Okay, that might change all of what I've just said and all of what we've just been talking about. Ooh, and one last thing. The bike was T-boned on the left side, the primary side, in February at approximately 20 to 30 miles an hour. The damage was limited to a cracked oil tank, which I replaced, and some of the scrapes on the various other parts. The hit from the left side spun the bike around, and it landed on the right side. And the brunt of the landing was on the big-ass Arlen S air filter, so it didn't hit the engine directly. But I'm not sure if that info was needed uh, but she 's trying to give us as many details as possible to paint a picture, so that there who knows i mean got if it didn 't hit the motor itself,
1: it shouldn 't do anything yeah um because they 're pretty good at a side to side impact too i mean they 've got they 're pretty snug and they when they're together like if the cam cover hit the ground, it could have kind of twisted it yeah. or something or bent a bolt, which is now holding a cam at an angle yeah um Cams aren't made of brass though, but no, the, the fact that the it's a brass. bushing that it sits in. It's, yeah.
0: That's the thing. The only is
1: bushings this- I can think of on the bike is where the cam sits.
0: Yeah, And that's, I was trying to figure out this brassy thing because who knows if it's, I was trying to think of, are there washers that are like, I have washers that are kind of gold colored and if they were to get scraped, it would look brassy in the oil, but it wouldn't Maybe. necessarily be brass. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can
1: also tell with that if she picks it up with a magnet or not.
0: Yeah. And the oil drain plug should have a magnet on it. Yeah. If you throw a match on it and it explodes, it's magnesium. <laughs> If it doesn't, it could be brass. But um, but yeah, there you go. Brass should uh, should not pick up with a magnet, but it should test radioactive when held with a 7.3 uh, Geiger counter pointed at a forty five degree yeah, angle. I don't, I don't know. My best guess is something in the cam bushings. Yeah. And that's easy enough to check. I mean, that's one side does it all. You know, you pull that off. Yeah, you got to drain the oil, but you can pull that off right there and, and see... You know what's under there. Don't even drain the oil. Just get crazy with, You've already you're already shitting out <laughs> brass color. You don't actually have savior. to drain
1: the oil. You can lean the bike over on
0: one side. And it sounds and like you don't he, want to lean it totally flat, but you yeah. can lean it over enough, and you can save a lot of the oil in it. It sounds like she drained the oil to find these things anyway, so it might be drained as we speak. And if it is, check the cams. Check the cams and uh, wiggle everything. Try because as much as forward and back and side to side play is very important. And of course you got an old bike You're going to have that stuff But this is a new bike This shouldn't have it And uh, even on old bikes That's how you know when it's time to replace something Is the amount of play And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope uh, this is, I like to call this section Baffle the Bozos, and it's uh, based on a favorite show of mine that kind of rhymes with Blar Block and uh, the Blump the Blumps they might have had on that show. So I'm I'm hoping maybe we can start something like this. If you have an engine problem, Jay, actually, first, before I get to everyone else, Jay, let us know how it goes. And if we did good, if we helped you out here, then maybe we'll start uh, soliciting Information from other people (laughs) Who have wrecked their bikes Um, And see if we can maybe help them If they've got an issue So having said that Wigs Upload not upload Oh my god yes Yeah I know huh So Wigs It is exactly two hours I hope I hope people have learned Something this week I hope they've learned That I've got better at intros (laughs) And it was all downhill from there. And it was all downhill from there. I hope they love the flat track talk because we had a lot of it this week, but it was also the end of the season. And yeah. uh, so I'm, I, I'm anxious and excited to see what happens in, um, in March. And now that AFT has a really good site, they keep up on the news and they keep up with rider updates. Before, you just used to have to wait kind of until... The season started But now we'll get to see Hopefully behind the scenes On what Brandon Smith's doing We'll get to see Where Carver goes And we'll get to see If anything pans out With your Indian predictions um, We'll get to part two Of this list On next week's show And uh, yeah You got any cool sign-offs? That's it what a, That's some good sign-off We'll <laughs> leave that in Alright late.